0: Mike, Mike, and Hunter.
1: Welcome, once again, to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. It is your Oscars midweek show. It is our annual Oscars gambling preview and prediction show, and it would not be a gambling preview nor a prediction show if we did not have our third co-host. I am your co-host, Mike One. This is co-host also, Mike, to introduce the man of the hour.
2: Yes, he is David Long, the Duke of Bettingham himself, (laughs) Mm -hmm. at one David Long, at film is worth it on twitter he is a co-host along with our buddy craig at the is it worth it the film review podcast uh, those guys are getting back in the saddle pretty soon david welcome back my friend
0: gentlemen it is an honor and a privilege um been listening to the show as always and i have to say i'm honored to be in this list of tremendous guests uh, I'm I'm following Scott Feinberg, so I feel slightly <laughs> under pressure. But um, we're to, we're talking gambling, and if we're talking gambling, I'm your man. Um, we're gonna have fun. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Oscars. Um, I'm just you know, I, it's crazy how quick they come round. Um, love listening to you guys all year, but we're like in the in the home straight now, and it, it's mm-hmm. getting serious. We've got to put our predictions in the ballot and. This is a crazy year. I think picture looks pretty sewn up, but the acting categories, some of the screenplays, production, I think there's a lot of really open categories and some money to be made, but I am a bald fraud, so don't take my word for it.
1: (laughs) It's true. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but let's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how much fraudulent advice we can give as we try to get the listeners some money here. If you are gambling on the Oscars, uh, we are going to be talking about odds. This is the annual place where I try to do my very neophyte beginner explanation that uh, usually goes over people's heads anyway. So uh, you're going to hear a lot of numbers and a lot of odds thrown out throughout this episode. If you are not a gambler, here's a quick rundown of what that means. Uh, let's say that something is even money. That's easy enough, right? That means if I bet a dollar, you can get, Back a dollar of winnings for every one dollar you risk, you get back a dollar of winnings of profit if that thing were to win. You have uh, on some favorites what is called a vig. They are what is called negative money. So let's say a favorite right now was uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. It was at one point negative 175 to bet on it. That means you would have to risk 175 dollars to win 100 dollars of profit. There are also uh, underdogs, which are longer odds. Those have plus money attached to them. All quiet on the Western Front. At one point was a long shot at plus 3,300, which meant if it were to go on to win best picture and you had you had it at plus 3300 odds you would bet $100 and you would win $3300 of profit those can also be expressed as uh odds sometimes 16 to 1 is the same as plus 1600 33 to 1 is the same as plus 3300 onward and onward we go uh again this mm-hmm. is all for fun you should, uh, you know, gamble responsibly. <laughs> don't uh, don't lose anything that you cannot afford to lose. But there is money to be made here in these Oscar C's. so uh, let's get after it, my guys. I
2: uh, I have eighteen dollars and twenty three cents. Oh, give it to me? me. I'll turn. I could turn that into twelve bucks real quick for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love this episode every year. Look at I. We've been saying. This is our favorite episode, Jazz. This is our favorite episode, Scott. No, this is my favorite episode. I just have a new favorite episode every 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 show here down the stretch. <laughs> We're and blessed it's, to have good guests. So it's, that's true. It's because of you, David. It's it's, yeah. it's a it is a uh, wonder to have you back, my friend.
0: It's great to be. Here. It's it honestly, it's a it's a it's a genuinely fascinating season. Hmm. And I think there's some big price winners lingering in there, um, and the undercard's going to be really important because I think that's like it often does is really going to dictate where the evening's going um so yeah looking forward to diving in and uh talking numbers and hopefully uh, winning you some more money so you don't have to live on 18 bucks for the next that's year. right I don't know how long. let's make some money i need <laughs> to double it very dollars more than i
1: have so <laughs> <laughs> i need it's to three
2: double this broke man i need to double <laughs> this immediately gambling. thank you yeah
1: <laughs> There we go. All right. Let's all 23 categories. We will be giving our official predictions and picks along the way here. Let's start running down the odds
2: of best picture, Michael. Okay. Everything everywhere. All at once is a minus 700 favorite. That's one to seven in terms of fractional odds there. The challenger is all quiet on the Western front. It is, uh, it has drifted. It's 10 to one in some books, 12 to one, uh, Banshees of Sharon, 12 to 1, all the way out to uh, 28 to 1. Top Gun Maverick, 16, all the way out to 40. The Fablemans, 20, all the way out to 57. Tar, 19 to 100. Elvis, 33 to 200. You can get 200 to 1 odds on Elvis. Avatar, they'll t- happily take your money, 100 to 475. <laughs> uh, women Talking, 80 to 479. And in Triangle of Sadness, eighty to nine hundred fifty-nine to one, they will take your money in Vegas. I think they—if you bet on Triangle of Sadness at the counter,
1: you have to take out extra money and literally light it on fire in front of them to make it beneficial. <laughs> So That's why those odds are so. All right, so this is kind of a historic recording, at least for MMO purposes, because I don't think I've ever correctly guessed the best picture winner. Still, <laughs> could be, could be the. I think I got Nomadland. I think I got mm, that just because of the weird COVID gone. year. You had to, right? Have. But I definitely did Power of the Dog last year. I Mm -hmm. definitely did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the year before that because I had to, and I'm obstinate, even though on Oscars night we all kind of knew it was finishing third at best. I took Mm -hmm. Black Panther the year before that because I thought the SAG uh, win there meant something and was going to ride some momentum. And then I took Get Out the year before that because I had faith in the Academy doing the right thing, which I'll never do again, and showed how young and naive I was. So (laughs) either this is the kiss of death or it's... It's to hear the streak ends for me. I I mean, it's easy to say that this is everything everywhere all at once is ball game to lose. And if it doesn't win, and I think, like Mike said, the only contender is all
2: quiet, that would be as big an upset as we've seen, like, since when? Since Moonlight, Mike? It's since Moonlight over La La Land. Crash over Brokeback was another back when we were in college, Mike. Braveheart over Apollo 13 is the stat that most people reference with the SAG. And uh, and the BAFTA there. Look, there there was either some kind of righteous push or a toxic veto. For each of those wins, in my opinion, there was definitely a mm-hmm. toxic veto with uh, *Brokeback Mountain* losing. That was an ugly yep. day for the Oscars. Mm. They mm. had a half measure there with *Crash*, or a a righteous push like *Moonlight*. That was a cool thing to have happen. They kind of bungled the you know presentation, but it, it happened still. So *Green Book* was a righteous push, you're saying? Or? <laughs> *Green yeah. Book* was not mentioned.
1: Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> look at there's
2: there's too much guild support right now to go otherwise uh in this case everything everywhere all at once uh david you're about to get into the numbers but we've had i mean just every guild just about showing up for it uh MUAS, sdsa and adg dga bafta pga four times sag cdg all the guilds are showing up for everything, everywhere. PGA was a big one for me because that mm-hmm. showed the old old white guys on a preferential ballot would also go for it. Obviously, Critics' Choice kind of started it all. Indie Spirits kind of finished it all. But everything, everywhere has also been the huge favorite amongst the press organizations as well. WGA, you know, uh, tacking it on a recent victory that uh, could be a, a, another boost. So look at we've we've seen. Movies get showered when they are the sentimental favorite and especially showered late. Parasite, Parasite after it picked up the SAG, 14 press awards plus multiple guilds. I mean, I can list them again. It's Alphabet Soup plus a couple of BAFTAs. Kodo was picking up strays in a good way with with wins down the stretch there. We have comparables for everything everywhere with the momentum. I have to pick it and, it, and it's... It it feels like a winner, like these last few winners, David.
0: Yeah, I mean, firstly, it's it's a great time to be an Oscars fan, you know, and particularly someone who likes to bet on the Oscars. I follow the markets all year, and you can see, like, people now are getting their money down, and and you can see the books changing on a daily basis. I mean, essentially, the market is dictated by two things the money that people place on it, and the precursors as well. So, when someone wins a precursor, that you'll see their odds come in if they unexpectedly lose you'll see them go out and it's just been fascinating to see these books change um but real talk now um this is and this is quite a a really quite an interesting fact according to the betting books the most certain best picture winner of the last 10 years and it's as simple as that. Um, and I've, I've I've got the numbers here going back all the way to 2013. Uh, these are the Best Picture winners and the price they were uh, just before they won, so on, on Oscars Sunday. Argo was minus 833. Uh, 12 Years a Slave, minus 500. Birdman, minus 225. Spotlight, plus 350. Moonlight, plus 300. The Shape of Water, plus 167. Green Book, plus 210. Parasite, plus 173. Nomadland, minus 550, and Coda, uh, minus 125. Just want to give a shout-out to Lights, Camera, What's the Action, who were on Twitter who tweeted me those odds, so I appreciate that, guys. Um, it gets a little complicated when you look at the numbers in the sense that only 50% of the favourites have won in the last 10 years. You know, 2016 to 2020, you have five favourites beaten. The Underdog win, Spotlight, Moonlight, The Shape of Water, Green Book, and Parasite were all... The underdog. Also, yeah. bear in mind Coda was a late breaker. It was a real mm-hmm. late breaker. 33 to 1 into minus 125. So the early favorites that they you know they can get beat as well. So favourites are not bomb-proof. Don't believe that myth that oh I'll back the favorite because the favourite always wins. Not true. Um, but you know, you look at the the biggest upset in that list. That was Moonlight, was the biggest price at plus 4.30. Essentially 4 to 1. All quiet on the Western Front, sitting in second is 12 to 1. Hmm. So these numbers, like, this would be...
1: A, and a, that's faded heavily in the last week, too, because it was teetering yeah. at about 10. Yeah, Um. It, I think it was into eights after the BAFTA,
0: yeah. which which we, you would expect. Um. So you can see, according to the book, like, this is... This is a strong, strong favourite. And look, here's my stance, and it might not be a popular one. Um, I didn't like Everything Everywhere all at once. I I really genuinely did struggle with that film. Um, From a technical and creative perspective, I can see why people love it. And to be honest, I love the passion that people have for this movie. I've I've loved seeing the cast give their speeches. There's been some tremendous speeches, particularly at the uh, Screen Actors Guild when they're on the stage together at the end. Um but i was adamant that it wouldn't win best picture like i was absolutely adamant that it wouldn't appeal to the academy then it goes and gets all those noms now it's smashing all the guilds and i just look um a bit of a fool (laughs) to be honest and (laughs) and and essentially now if you're sort of thinking well i fancy rolling the dice on one of these outsiders like it's near enough impossible to him to oppose this film you know I, I'm deadly serious when I say you're getting into, like, tinfoil hat territory.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, you,
0: you, you really are. Like, I think The Fable ones is dead, truly. I think Top Gun is dead. The Banshees of Inisherin, you guessed it, dead. And yeah. I totally agree with you guys. I think the only film that uh, could beat um, everything, everywhere, all at once is All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, and my wacky theory is that, you know, All Quiet wasn't nominated at the Producers Guild. Mm-hmm. Um so we don't know how that faces up against all quiet in, in a preferential ballot. I know sort of Scott Feinberg did talk about the preferential ballot in the last um, episode. And, and also and it frustrates me. We don't know the result of the ballot. Like how close was it? Did everything, everywhere all at once like hit that 51% mark really, really quickly? Did it just get over the line? Um but look, Banshees, Top Gun, The Fablemans were all in the PGA uh, ballot. So it's very, very hard to um, to predict against everything everywhere all at once. I've got more notes and series, but I could essentially, it's very hard to pick against this film. I really have tried, <laughs> but I, but, you know, yeah, I, I really have. Um, but no, I think it wins. Because, like like you said, ASETI, DGA, WGA, SAG, PGA. I mean it's it, there's no such thing as a good thing in any betting that this is like
1: this is solid and it's hard to oppose it it really is would you bother I mean I I I get the sense you and I kind of feel the same way about relatively heavy favorites don't touch them
0: mm.
1: would you bother sprinkling on uh I mean all quiet's worth it right at 12 to 1 don't go broke but I mean, maybe half a unit or so I mean I'll be honest
0: like <sighs> If it was bigger, like 20s, 25s, I would be tempted to dance, to roll the dice, to walk hand in hand with the devil into the moonlight. <laughs> um, but I genuinely, I made this joke on your show before, like if you bet 10 pounds on, I don't know, tar, you'll lose 10 pounds Like, right. or 10 bucks, you know. <laughs> so I i think if the, if the bookies, they have to tempt me in. I'm not going to back it at 12 to 1. If it was 20 to 1 or 25, I might 10, 20 dollars. It's just very, very difficult. And trust me, me and my cousin have been looking at this for a while. He's a big fan of the show now. I've got him into into the Oscars. He loves it. And we've we've had <laughs> all these more. theories about how everything everywhere all at once can lose. And that I'm just running out of ideas. Like, yeah, you know, I, re- I really am. Um, and I think if, if everything everywhere all at once did get beat, bear in mind those betting odds, how well it's done in the precursors... It would be a. it would be well you can see on the numbers it would be one it would be the biggest shock of the last 10 years go back further than that you guys are the experts i don't know but it's 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 so short you know and i i cannot i personally can't bet at those prices like i'm not betting 200 dollars right. to win ten dollars i'm just not doing no it.
1: no I, I, i'm not if, a fan if you want
0: myself. to buy cash Good luck. (laughs) You know. They tend to not give that stuff
1: away. Yeah. They tend to not you give that stuff away. There's like this like in this conversation, Mike, there's like this feeling of resignation. (laughs) Like we we, we gave a high grade to everything everywhere and like we're relatively fans of it. We you know, I mean you you disliked it more on rewatch, but you still were a fan of it, but we're like, oh, is it just kind of like that? We well, want
2: drama and Best Picture. It fits a Best Picture winner at MMO. It's it's like my twenty fifth best movie of the year, yeah. and I'm solid on it. I thought it was. I think we both thought it was twenty minutes too long. There's some mm, redundant yeah. redundancies in the jokes, but you know we're weird. Like we're weirder than David. I think David, uh, you have a more popular <laughs> I don't know about taste. That, guys, seriously, we're strange. <laughs> we're strange dudes. So we, we kind of liked it. I'm I'm excited that the. Uh, the strangeness is shining through. I've loved the campaigns, but I've mm. also have superlatives throughout that film, some of my best of the year in terms of the acting. So when when Mike was pushing me a couple months back, take Top Gun at 20 to 1, take Top Gun at 25 to 1, I mean, my answer to him then is the same now. Like I, I saw, I mean, we both said it, Mike. We saw everything everywhere kind of postured towards that win i mean it was such a darling for Mm. nine months and it was just laying in wait with those you know second best odds third best odds i'm like damn we probably should have jumped in on that mike
0: yeah gentlemen would you like me to make you feel worse (laughs) (laughs) i am i keep a record of the books when the the markets opened and we're talking probably july august time last year this mm. was 25 to 1, by the way. Oh, damn it. Man. Everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. So <sighs> It quickly became like 4 to 1, though. And Mike and I'm, I were oh, like... Oh, yeah, like, because... And the, do, do you know what? And shout out to my buddy Craig here, and I, I actually feel a bit ill saying this. He, he texted me, I think I told you last time, saying, I've just seen uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I think it will win Best Picture. Mm. And... We have a bit of banter with craig like he's he reviews the films but i'm the oscars man and i was like craig whatever you've been smoking stop <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now it's sitting at like minus 2000 to win the oscar and i'm not on so sh- oh. craig you were right and he didn't get any money on either so it is a tragedy well, there,
1: there is that to it i mean and, and scott was here like You know, we we joke with Scott every time. The first question we ask him every year is, what's going to win Best Picture? And he made a decent enough case, and you kind of echoed a lot of the same sentiments. I mean, there is reason, I think, for some hope if you are against everything everywhere or you just want to see, like, an upset on Best Picture. But I I tend to agree with both. I can't really invest myself or talk myself into spending any serious money on anything Mm. in this category because there's just no value in
2: it. It's possible. It's highly unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, we can move on down the card. Let's talk about director next. And uh, the Everything Everywhere boys, the team that was behind Everything Everywhere, sits as heavy
2: favorites here as well, Michael. Now the Daniels are minus 900 to as far uh, or as short as minus 2,000. Steven Spielberg uh, was... I mean he was very close plus 184 now he is 6 to 1 8 to 1 mostly around 6 to 1 on the odds checker there Todd Field is still around 20 to 1 everybody's been saying he could potentially be the you know the crazy fluke winner here because people love him uh mark have to fight everyone if that happens (laughs) film twitter will come after us that's for that's for sure (laughs) martin mcdonough uh he's around 25 to 1 still 14 to 1 in some places uh ruben osland uh he is uh he is still the long shot mostly around 66 to 1 so the Spielberg odds, 6-1, to 8-1, to one, that's kind of what I expected uh,
1: All Quiet's odds to be, even with the Daniels being, I didn't think the Daniels would make it to minus 2,000, but I'm still a little surprised at how short Spielberg's odds are. 1970 was the first year the DGA Awards went back to five nominees after a few years of doing 10. Only seven mm. times since that year of 1970 has the DGA winner not been the eventual Oscars Best Director winner. Uh, and on top of that, the last few times it did happen, it was preceded by some extraordinary event. 2019 was the last time it actually did happen. Sam Mendes wins the DGA, but by the time the Oscars rolled around, Parasite was that unstoppable historical touchstone that it had become. 2012 was the Argo year. Ben Affleck wins the DGA, but it somehow left off the Oscars ballot altogether. The reality is that the last time the DGA was wrong with no exception in forecasting the future Oscars winner of the director category was 2002. The DGA went for Rob Marshall, uh, who did his work in Chicago. The Academy decided to elect Roman Polanski, i'm trying here again you're up against the heavy favorite here's an idea of why this may be troublesome to fans of the daniels in this year's category in 2002 rob marshall was a new fresh film director rocketing to success with a genre film which went into oscar sunday as the best picture favorite and ended up taking home six golden trophies on its 13 nominations including picture and supporting actress he lost to a Hollywood pillar who, despite his personal issues, had always remained beloved within the Academy and had not yet won Best Director himself, despite his first nomination in that category dating back four decades prior in the 60s. Spielberg himself isn't winless now like Polanski was in Best Director history, but he hasn't won in quite some time, Schindler's List being the last time. And he did have his first nomination back about four decades ago, back in (laughs) 1978. A lot of what you could have said about Polanski for the pianist going up against Chicago, you could repeat, and say, about Spielberg for the Fablements here, taking on everything everywhere. You're reaching, at that point, if you want to back Spielberg, uh, I mean, you're, you're reaching into, like, Oscar's puzzle theory. If you want to think that someone's going to spread the love that much, you're reaching and talking yourself into everything everywhere, not winning, you know, four or five of the big six categories that it might be on track to do right now. But if you don't think everything everywhere is going to sweep in that kind of way, maybe this category is mm. the rat you're smelling. For me, I I can't get there. I, that's the best case I can make, and yet I'm still going to pick the Daniels, and in kind of like an inverse way of thinking, if this was anyone other than Spielberg, like if this was, say, Edward Berger was in this category for All Quiet, I think I would pick the upset, but... I think everyone's kind of made their peace with Spielberg not winning this Oscar this year.
2: Well, I suppose there's still a possibility that the Daniels could be given credit in the original screenplay category. We've talked about that Mm -hmm. shaking out in the past where Jane Campion and Chloe Zhao ultimately kept their sweep going in director, but did not win the screenplay. Perhaps that would go in the opposite direction for the Daniels, but when Spielberg did not win the DGA, and he's been nominated 13 times in the past at DGA, winning three times, including a lifetime achievement award,
1: just have it at his house. This <laughs> is have it anywhere
2: else. His group of friends. I mean, the DGA is Spielberg's bunch of buddies, and and look, mm-hmm. the BAFTA snub is even more alarming, and that was a huge indicator that I ignored for a couple weeks out of like belligerence for some reason because I was behind Steven Spielberg still probably winning Best Director for a while we went on some shows Mike and I'm like I don't know Papa Steve anyway same yeah he's been nominated 15 times winning four BAFTAs in the past and he was overlooked did not even get a nomination now the nominating group is a different group now uh, at the DGAs it's a chapter it's a jury I forget which in this instance but Steven Spielberg not getting BAFTA missing at BAFTA not winning DGA he would have been the most formidable of the challengers to the Daniels who have the best picture front running darling right now but instead we're stuck with a couple of you know challengers I think are on the same level and they're gonna vote split unfortunately with Todd Field with martin mcdonough with steven spielberg they're gonna vote split and it's not gonna be enough to overcome the love for the daniels i think there's even love for ostland in the sense that people loved triangle of sadness overseas the fact that it got screenplay director picture credit was was a surprise to me on the day i didn't think it had that amount of support so ostland is beloved and it, and it shows in the nomination once again but yeah it's hard to pick against the daniels david
0: yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I'll, I'll keep it fairly simple, I and mean, I think the Daniels just win. Um, t- t- I mean, just to make a quick point as to why the Spielberg line is still relatively short, I think. Best price, 8-1, to one, but as short as 6-1. to one. I'm looking on UK odds check, and I can see that 43% of the money has gone on the Daniels, but 31%, so 3 out of 10 people, are putting their money on Spielberg. And I, I can understand it. People who like to bet and have a casual interest in film, they see Steven Spielberg at eight to one, and they think it's Steven Spielberg. Like right. he's he's got a chance. Uh, the only, I think he's the only person that could cause an upset. And the only way it could happen is if there's like a, a unified push to get him to win in that category. You know, I, I've been looking through all the categories, and uh, you normally. You know, the best picture winner might be favourite in screenplay director, as a few others, but it gets upset in one. The yeah. question you got to ask yourself is, well, where's the upset? But again, if you go on the evidence, if we look at the evidence presented to us, it's very difficult to oppose them. For me, it's not, it's not a, uh, a market I would bet in. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to take the favourite on at that price. Um, and yeah, it's very difficult. To, to make a case Spielberg was the short price favorite for a long long time sorry to tell you guys the Daniels were as big as like 14 to 1 um early in the season <sighs> and, and and I was mortified because I remember seeing that price and thinking just dash a bit of cash on there but the early book was suggesting that Spielberg was really strong and the Fablemans was also favorite at the time so look, that's betting for you, but um, no, I think for me this is this is a book that I j- just sit back and enjoy the evening, and if the chaos happens, um, let it let it be so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the only the only uh, uh, precursor that's gone for Spielberg so far is Golden Globes, and even back then we thought Spielberg was kind of we probably could have gotten decent odds on the Daniels after the Golden Globes. Oh yeah, yeah, that hurts yeah. to hear. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, that was dumb of us, Mike. We've been uh, we've been dumb before. We'll be dumb again. <laughs> Let's move into Best Actor, where Brendan Fraser is still the favorite. He's at minus one forty, uh, minus one sixty two. The best UK price you can find there, eight to thirteen. Uh, Austin Butler is the number one challenger, plus one thirty eight, with a range of plus one ten to plus one fifty four. Best price. We have uh, Colin Farrell. He was plus 300-ish. now he's 16 to one. He has drifted and that mm. makes sense after he did not win at BAFTA. And then you got mm. a couple of long shots with Paul Mescal from After Sun at 50 to one and Bill Nye of Living at 80 to one, Michael.
1: Yeah, those two are probably just happy to be here, it would seem, as, as those mm-hmm. odds are indicating. So, like you said, Mike, this was that three-headed Cerberus all year long until BAFTA and SAG did to Colin Farrell's chances what the Maidmen men did to Tommy at the ceremony <laughs> in Goodfellas. <laughs> now we're left with uh, Austin and Brendan. we got to figure out who's Ray Liotta and who's Robert De Niro, right? So, let's play a game of which precursor do you think matters most? So, Butler mm. has his Globe and his BAFTA arguably the BAFTA win, the most impressive win of any win this year thus far, uh, as he won that award on another actor who was a front runner in his own categories, home turf, quote-unquote, with uh, mm-hmm. Colin Farrell there. He's expected to win the BAFTA by a lot of experts. Or you have Frazier, who's clutching his critics' choice in the pantsless SAG statue that he wants to go find <laughs> pants for. I went back and looked through the years... Where the front runners were tied with precursor major precursor wins or at least close to tied into Oscar Sunday with the same number of wins apiece in any acting category back to 2010, and you'll be happy to know it provides no insight whatsoever. <laughs> the, only, <laughs> the only potential connective tissue I have is that we've had seven such instances of this. The BAFTA winner has won the Oscar four of those seven times, and it would have been five of seven if BAFTA had voted for Alicia Vikander in 2016 over perennial BAFTA darling Kate Winslet for her role in Steve Jobs. I don't know if that means go with the BAFTA winner and expect happiness. I don't think you, there's like an angle. At least I haven't come up with it. I'm curious to hear Dave and you, Mike, if there's an angle in which you can like find hard evidence that points you in one direction. I'm going with
2: Butler. That might change by the end of this recording. Hard evidence, you say? <laughs> Look, it. Ultimately, I'm just going with my gut on this one. Austin Butler and Elvis – is poised for a solid outing at the Oscars, I think, based on the how the guilds and how the film has performed with the Hollywood guilds. And if you're giving Elvis other awards on the card, this is an Austin Butler vehicle if there has, ever was one. Of course it's a mm-hmm. Catherine, Catherine Martin vehicle. But Austin Butler, I don't understand how you can have a ballot with two Elvis wins on it and then not give your best lead actor to... To Austin Butler. So to get to some kind of rationale, here's where I'm at. Yes, Elvis is in play for more awards than The Whale. Eight nominees to three. Yes, that noms tally doesn't always matter. However, I think here it could. Because even if Fraser gets an edge with the acting branch, branch like it was evident by the SAG win, the Oscars acting branch is only... I forget the number, but it's between 1,100 and 1,300 members. I read it somewhere. I believe it was Scott's writing, but it's 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 like a, a, a ninth or tenth of the uh, Oscars Academy number. So that means there's another 9,000 people that are going to be looking at Elvis from another branch than the acting branch and probably perhaps voting for Austin Butler, I, I would say, and I think because Elvis is popular with the craps more so than, than the whale in this instance. So you have a transformational character. You have an undeniable perf- great performance by a youngster, and that's the type of youngster performance that typically does win when it's just so good. I mean, he transformed not into one decade's worth of Elvis. He transformed into three decades' worth of Elvis in this movie, or maybe two. Well, he to, I think he played 19. No, it's three. It's mm. three, gosh darn it. Austin Butler, I just have him winning in my brain because it is one of those Mount Rushmore musical biopics. Maybe we won't get a musical biopic performance winning after this because Austin Butler just did it so much. And as much as I love Brendan Fraser in The Whale and I do, I've just had Butler atop my list all year and i'm sorry to scott yeager i'm very i'm very sorry because i know he's a particular (laughs) big fan of uh of of the whale performance from fraser there david what do you think
0: guys i i love listening to you normally but that was bloody devastating for me um (laughs) (laughs) like i i i i'm i'm near to tears just to put that in context um uh, this is a big category for me. This is the Hail Mary category, the category that I've been on for a long, long time. Um, and I've been on the Fraser bandwagon, by the way, for about 10 months. And here's my thoughts. Oh. I always thought Butler and Farrell would win Golden Globe. Like, for me, that was always happening. I always had Fraser down for Critics' Choice and SAG. So on that front, all is good. But mm. but the But, but, but honestly... The Butler win at BAFTA was absolutely devastating for me. Like, it really, really was. Banshees did so well, but for Butler to beat Farrell and Fraser, yeah. you know, it was... The the, the betting favourite was uh, Colin Farrell. The second favourite was uh, Brendan Fraser. Austin Butler was 5-1 to one, uh, with the bookmakers to win the BAFTA. Wow. So, I mean, that was just goddamn devastating because anyone else wins, it's good for me um look the money's been down for a long time so it won't feel like a loss but i can see the winnings there what i'm gonna be paid i just want that goddamn money um but i'm worried i am seriously worried and i'll tell you why elvis has a best picture nomination it's probably winning costume and hair and makeup i think it's got a great chance in cinematography also this fraser comeback narrative i just want to touch on that briefly um I just don't think you can run with that anymore because the comeback has happened. Like, yeah. like he's achieved that. You know, this would be like the icing on the cake. You know, if his agent and him were sat down and someone said to him, you know, Brendan, you're going to have a Critics' Choice Award. The critics love you. I mean, the critics can be harsh. He'd be <laughs> delighted. You're also going to have a Screen Actors Guild. So his, his, the acting community is going to award you. You're going to have an Oscar nom and a BAFTA nom. Everyone involved with The Whale and Brendan Fraser would have Bit that person's hand off and taken that, so you know it's good point. And 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 also, I hate to bring it up, but um, you know Chadwick Boseman, and may rest in peace. You look at the narrative for Chadwick Boseman to win the Oscar. Hell, they even moved the goddamn award to last, and he lost. So the idea, and I do believe this is Fraser's only chance of an Oscar. I'm absolutely adamant of that. Well, but is but is this relevant? Do you know what I mean? Um... Butler's young, he's talented, He's, he's he, he has been chiselled by Christ himself. <laughs> that man is uh, uh, unfairly attractive, let me tell you. It's not fair for normal bald blokes like me. Um, and he's conducted himself so well. I watched the Screen Actors Guild and he's there helping people up. He's a gentleman. Some of the yeah. interviews you hear about his past. Um, and also, you know... P- p- I think he'll have another shot at an Oscar, but the time is now. He's on the ballot. Look, I'm sticking with Fraser. Um, I'm deeply hopeful, um, but Butler is the value bet, and I've got the markets in front of me now. They haven't changed much from what you've quoted, but I can see that Fraser's slightly on the drift. Most of the money is for Austin Butler. Um, We've got, good Lord, 46% for Fraser, 41% for Butler. It's devastatingly close. Wow. but as we get down the card you'll realize why i think um butler will probably win but for everyone who is listening if fraser wins please picture me leaping for joy <laughs> counting my winnings <laughs> I, 10 goddamn months and it happens and and it's literally and the oscar goes to austin butler i've lost everything
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be in it's a awful. barrel it's it's like that quick it's
0: it's it's, it's Ten. Um, no other betting is like this. A ten-month wait for a two-second announcement.
1: Mm-hmm. It is extraordinary. Um, oh, come on, Brendan. But I think Butler probably wins. Which is. If Fraser does win, though, you should take a picture of yourself, Scrooge McDucking into the, just the winnings. You know. He's yeah. Just diving it, into a pile of oh, I,
0: I. might record it. But if he when he gets beat, <laughs> it will just be mortifying. You will see my soul leave my body. Uh, <laughs> it will just be a shell of a man left. <laughs> And and I was just briefly, lastly, um, I was hoping to jump on here and and you guys give me a bit of a boost, but um, <laughs> that hasn't happened. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Um, but look, I, I, look, I, this is the thing about betting. Like you can, and I think this is a, a thing for. You know, I see a lot of people on film Twitter make outrageous statements. This is a slam dunk. This is a lot. This is going to win. Yeah. I say to these people, get your wallet out. Yeah. Like, I, I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. I'm willing to go down with the ship. I've believed Brendan Fraser would win the Oscar since the books opened 11 months ago. I'm sticking with my man, Brendan. Um, and yeah, but, you know, that's the game, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we will be thinking of you when that category comes up. Dave, I, uh, I want to tread lightly for your mental state right now. Maybe has yeah. to move on to something that should also be close. And it's another two-person race, it would seem.
2: Lead actress, Michael. Okay, so Kate Blanchett is even money, ranging to mm. as short as minus 162. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is the number one challenger, and she is got quite the range that is very similar plus 138 to minus 137 so she is a favorite in some books I'm gathering Andrea mm. Riseborough, I, I I guess that's her name is now 25 <laughs> to 1 relative newbie relative yeah. yeah look at she was great too <laughs> leslie don't let don't come after me for that It was mm. we've we've had fun with that nomination throughout michelle williams is as long as 40 to 1 and anna de armas from blonde is 94 to 1 and williams of course from the fablemans but anna de armas has been the long shot yeah so both lead
1: categories uh you know top two rinse repeat and you could have some similar narratives between both categories for her, as far as uh i'm concerned I look everything. Everything everywhere's got to lose somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. It I can't agree. win every category it's favored in.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it. This is a tight race, though. This is a tight race, right? <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. Don't you think this is a yeah, coin flip I or do. toss up? Yes. Oh, I oh, do. Yeah.
1: I do. But they're going to give someone their third Oscar before they give some uh, an industry veteran like Michelle Yeoh her first?
2: I like you go through your spiel. I'll be ready to <laughs> piggyback on you with a. A poop on the parade. We talk
1: about the only three t- films to sweep the big five categories. That's well known in Oscars lore, but expand that out in the air is just as, if not even more rare. The number of movies which have won picture, director, screenplay, and three of the four acting categories in Oscars history. This is the 95th Academy Awards coming up. The number of times that has happened, zero. The number of movies to ever win just three of the four acting categories is two. Network did it, and Streetcar Named Desire mm. did it. Neither of those movies went on to win Best Picture. Mm. So you think either Everything Everywhere is going to have a historic, record-breaking night and enter the pantheon of the Silence of the Lambs-type movies where it does sweep the big five, even though it doesn't have a, a lead actor winner. It'll have a, it's two, maybe two supporting wins on its, uh, on its belt. And you say, good job, you weird hot dog finger-waving movie. Or it's going <laughs> to get upset somewhere. My biggest caveat, though, is is with the hang-up of Cate Blanchett getting her third Oscar at the expense of Michelle winning her first, Mike. Mm. I'm
2: going with Blanchett, and it hurts me. I, I had Michelle Yeoh, I had that whole argument written out, and it ultimately came down to the fact that I thought she had late momentum, and she's done a beautiful job giving those speeches. Unfortunately, late momentum has not won in these categories going all the way back, even though it has won at times for Frances McDormand or anthony hopkins so it's hard it's hard to parse through this they both won globes clearly they've both been fan uh, they've both been backed by the critics because that race is is fairly close between michelle yo and cape blanchett on on the next best picture scoreboard but when i write down cape blanchett for tar here i'm looking at where you're going to award tar and that's been a beloved movie all year. This is a all-time great performance from Kate Blanchett. It's an actor's acting performance. She takes the Critics' Choice. She takes the BAFTA. She's such a heliocentric force of nature, kind of like Austin Butler, that it's hard to deny her the win. And when we talk to these pundits, Mike, whether it's Clayton Davis or Scott Feinberg or Ann Thompson, and we talk to the best in the business who are working the beat, the The common response from you know second hand that we get when they talk to Academy voters is these people are just going to vote for who they think is the best performance and they don't give a hell they don't give a darn about the narrative sometimes when it's when it's a close race like this I've had Cate Blanchett as my number one all year I think a lot of people have and and I don't. Begrudge if you have Michelle Yeoh as your number one. So maybe this is my bias coming through. Michelle Yeoh at the Mike, Mike, and Oscars was nominated in the same category of heliocentric performances as Fraser, Butler, and Blanchette. So I think she's on the level. I just do give an edge to, to Kate in this instance. And God sh- strike me down when this goes wrong. But <laughs> I'm picking Kate Blanchett. It's a tough call hmm
0: yeah i mean look this is this is a bloody nightmare to be honest um i'm not even gonna lie i don't have any cash on this uh, category um it's coin toss and I, I am deadly serious with that like you you can make a compelling factual case and a good narrative for both so i mean but for me it's like Blanchet is a seven-time nominee and a two-time winner um and, and, and like, she's getting to the point now where she's... I mean, she's always been a seriously tremendous actor, but she's getting to that, like, elite status now. I mean, this performance was astounding. Her fa- My favourite performance of hers before this was The Aviator. It's also my favourite DiCaprio performance, by the way. Um, but she's tremendous. But it's that narrative again. You know, Michelle Yeoh, is she going to be nominated for an Oscar again? I, probably not, is my answer. Like I would bet my house and home that Blanchett will be nominated for an Oscar again, um, so it is a it is a bit of a coin toss. And I just wanted to say briefly, um, I love the Clayton Davis interview, um, and I think the books confirm, by the way, that Riseborough was probably not number five. Like she was probably a solid three. Um, and and the mad thing is, I suspect Ana de Armas for Blonde uh, probably got in over Viola Davis and Daniel Deadweiler, which is well, you make your own mind up with that. Um, but, you know, Riseborough is a great example of, of what Clayton was talking about on your show, campaign over content, although the content is tremendous, and the power of marketing. Like, I don't know, I'm not an expert as, as much as you guys, but that's an unprecedented nom. She's a fly in the ointment, you know. Like, I, I'm just devastated. I'm, I'm proper scared about this. Like... Um, but she her, her, her book is, like, drifting hard. What did we have her down at? Plus 2,500, 20, 25
1: to 1? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. she's
0: already, yeah. like, 28 to 33, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, there's a qu- quite a bit of money for Michelle Yeoh. I think Michelle Yeoh will win. Um, and if I had to bet, I would bet Michelle Yeoh. But that's just... The, the momentum from the Screen Actors Guild, even though she was dressed as a scarecrow... Um, <laughs> and, which is true. You were right. She was just wearing a load of hay. Um, There's a lot of hay. There's t- a touching lot of hay on my, Michelle Yeoh would be yeah. my pick. Um, both of them, by the way, when the books opened, were five to one. So, like, this was...
1: I'm surprised Blanchett was that long.
0: Yeah, but I remember Blanchett and, and Michelle Yeoh were both five to one. So, it's fascinating that early in the race, like, people had an idea of, of where it was going to end up. Um, yeah, it's a coin toss, but if I was tossing the coin... Uh, it lands on yo for me. Put it that way.
2: I think I agree. For the record, I am staying away from this category. I may place some bets, and I'm not placing a bet in this category. So if you're a Blanchet person and you're like, also Mike, he's got me. Mm. No, no, I'm not confident in this category. So <laughs> don't don't lose your home. Don't wear a barrel next week because you don't have any clothing that you because you. You mm. lost it in the well, betting.
1: You heard it here first. Also, Mike wants you to live life like a coward.
2: <laughs> uh supporting actress, Michael. All right. We we have quite the close race here. Angela Bassett. She was a minus two twenty five. She has drifted now. Plus mm. one twenty five. Jamie Lee Curtis was nine to one. She wins SAG. Now is plus two twenty five, guys. Carrie Condon. Do I have the right odds here? Yeah, you're good. There's no, there's no vig. Carrie Condon was plus two fifty. She has shortened slightly to around plus two twenty five. And then we have two long shots in the category: Stephanie Shu thirty three to one, Hong Chow, thirty three to one as well. You guys know how much I love Stephanie. I love both those performances for that matter. Uh, but we do have kind of a three way race up top.
1: Angela Bassett's been struggling. Uh, we talked with Scott Feinberg about her odds and uh, any potential Marvel bias that may exist inside the Academy. And, you know, he said that they don't view it that way, but that it is still kind of a real thing to worry about and at least keep your eye on. I came up with reasons that I wanted to go Angela Bassett. I kind of just want to say F at all and pick Jamie Lee Curtis because of my bias. Hmm. But then I'm I'm headlong into Everything Everywhere being this historic thing. And I do think Everything Everywhere and Elvis are going to have the two best nights. Right. I
2: agree with that. <sighs> oh, yeah. I Does Banshees go home with maybe one? I was very close to going with Condon. And yeah, then that's what I literally wrote three paragraphs saying that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to win and making my argument. <laughs> and I looked at Scott Feinberg's pick, and it was Jamie Lee Curtis at the moment. And I was, I was feeling good. And then I went back to, to listening to Izzy, and she was not scared for Angela Bassett. I am rejecting all of my powers of punditry. I am rejecting all reason and logic when it comes to this business. I am going back to Angela Bassett because I'm going with my gut. And as high fidelity, the coups, as he said in that movie, that picture, that wonderful picture, I mean, I'm going with my gut, but sometimes Mm. my gut has shit for brains. I don't think (laughs) this is a smart decision. Last year, I did very good in these picks. This year, I'm going to do terrible, but I don't know. I just have this feeling that it's still going to go back to Angela Bassett because – all right, I'll give it some reasons. right, who knows? Look at, she's got the best scene of the bunch. She's got the biggest scene of the bunch. Even if you didn't see the movie Black Panther Wakanda Forever, you saw that scene in the trailer or in a clip or somewhere. She keeps showing up in tributes at every award show, Costume Designers Guild, NAACP. She's getting her flowers on a weekly basis. So even if she doesn't win at these other precursors, she's still getting awarded, like I said. And she's been just the personage of good sportsmanship when she loses she's shown to be just absolutely playing the crowd and and a joyful person at each one of these award shows win or lose so she's the consummate sportsman and she's angela effing bassett she needs an oscar Mm -hmm. i'm going back to her damn it i can't help it (laughs) wow this is a
0: fascinating category. I, I mean, where I'm at, I've I've never been confident Bassett would win, um, and I don't know why. Um, I just, I just haven't been. You know, pre-Bafta, she was one to three minus three hundred. Like she was. People were talking about her sweeping, and you know, and I, I didn't like that pr- price at all. And I did wonder about a Marvel movie character, and I, I had my concerns. I, I wasn't surprised Condon. Uh, One at BAFTA, she was two to five, and Bassett was five to two, so that that didn't shock me. Um, but Curtis winning SAG was absolutely huge. Um, the way she's campaigned, like she's been open about the Oscars and how she wants to be nominated essentially, she's been a tremendous service to the art of acting. Um, I bloody love that woman, I'm gonna say that you know, I, yeah. I love. Um, I've got great memories when I was a teenager watching A Fish Called Wanda mm. um, with John Cleese. Great film, sure. by the way. And, and she's, look, it's like, I don't, by the way, I didn't particularly like her performance in Everything Everywhere All At Once. Like, I don't think it's the best performance of the year. Mm. But I, I have a suspicion that um, Jamie Lee Curtis will win. And I've got odds checking UK in front of me now and this makes me laugh there's a there's an irish bookmaker we got i've got about 25 books in here in the uk that i can get involved in there's an irish bookmaker called boiled sports and they have angela bassett at 13 to 8 jamie lee curtis 13 to 8 and Kerry condon 13 to 8 like in other words they they just do not know um, I would say this is a tremendous book to get involved in. There's a lot of value here. Like if you've got a strong opinion, you can get two to one Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis, seven to one Angela seven, seven to four sorry Angela Bassett, um, and nine to four or even five to two Carrie Condon. There's great prices there. I suspect Curtis will win, and I've got a little secret to tell you guys. I didn't tell you this in the pre-show. Um, I haven't got a huge amount on, but I am sitting on a bet of fourteen to one. For Jamie Lee Curtis to win the Oscar.
1: Wow, good for you! And nice. I'll
0: tell you what happened is when she won the SAG, I had my, I went straight on one of my online bookies. They hadn't updated the market, so I took the fourteen to one. And look, I didn't go mad um, because she may not win. But look, if you can get fourteen to one on what turns out to be a two to one shot, like you, ta- oh, yeah. you take it. You take it take because it if on. you consistently Absolutely. get that value, you're going to make money. So look. The best night for me is the whale, Brendan Fraser, and the institution that is Jamie Lee Curtis. Both win. I think Curtis will win, but you can make a compelling case for all three. Brilliant open race. Good luck to them all.
2: (sighs) (laughs) God. I don't don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You have to make a pick. I mean, that's the thing. You could stay away in real life, Michael. You know this. But you have to make a pick now because that's what we agreed to do. But
0: it's just to briefly say i've been following the oscars for a while and the books i've never seen that i've never seen three actresses essentially unsplittable like they just don't know is is you know and it is again roll a dice toss a coin i don't know see a mistake there's uh...
1: (laughs) there's been nobody in more places in the last few weeks, than Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, yeah. she's been and she's had sound bites on every social media. She's done every outlet. She's uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna if she does win her first Oscar, and I don't pick her, I will feel worse than any other outcome that I do pick. Oh, you pick, got to one, pick so her. I have to pick. Um, her. Yeah. Just, I know it's not the best example, but if I was an Oscar voter,
0: I did not like that movie. Bear in mind, I would vote for Jamie Lee Curtis. That that's the sense that I get that. Her speech at the Screen Actors Guild, and it's Jamie Lee Bloody Curtis, and I know you can make the same case for Angela Bassett, and I'm I'm not against her, but that's my bias, I, and that will be very much in people's minds. I think that SAG win, um, but look, I hope you're right. <laughs> good luck to good luck. Good luck. I mean, I don't know. I can't it's... believe
2: I'm the wild card on this episode. I'm usually <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> I'm usually the most conservative.
0: <laughs> Mike, what well, you 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 got you got to pick Curtis, like you yeah. you love that
1: woman. You you got to pick her, and you got to. I would I would feel bad if I didn't. You're right. Yeah, You're right. I think you I'm got just, to. I'm I'm PTSD of going down with the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood ship is what it is. So <sighs>
0: I remember listening you know. to that. That was hard to listen to. You go down with that ship. But let me tell you, I was with you, brother. And I and I love I that cuz I'm the same just fuck it man I'm doing my thing fuck the academy I'm sticking with with once upon a time which was a good film by the way
1: Ah love that movie All right we can hopefully pick up the pace a little bit uh we'll start with one of the one of the big big uh favorites if not the biggest on the card I don't think it is the biggest favorite but it's it's in the top
2: 3 I think supporting actor Michael Kihei Kwan is minus 2000 and he is he is as short as minus 10,000 or 1 to 100, as David notes here. Brendan Gleason is 10. It was 10 to 1, now he's 20 to 1. Barry Kogan, both of the Banshees of Inisharan, also 20 to 1. Brian Tyree Henry of Causeway, he is 50 to 1, as well as Judd Hirsch of the Fablemans. Kihei Kwan. It's, it's right. Kihei Kwan. He should have swept. I mean, I am Quan yeah. Curtis Blanchet Butler. I could see Condon still winning. I could see Jamie Lee Curtis, of course. I could see Michelle Yeoh, of course. I could see Brendan Fraser, of course. This could be a foursome that goes in any which direction. It really can. I mean, we're not confident about these picks. Well, not for this category, but, but overall, and the four yeah. the foursomes here, this this could really go any which ways, but. This category, it feels like Kwan p- plus variables of the other three is what's happening. D- is there any chance, David, that this category will go like BAFTA and go for a Barry Kogan?
0: No, no. Uh, you know, uh, Kihuu Kwan is, is the pick. You know, One to a hundred, by the way, is is insane. A mm-hmm. hundred, <laughs> like, you would have to walk into the casino with a hundred dollars to win a dollar? Like, don't yeah. bother. Um, look, I didn't like this film, but this was a good performance. Look, I just think he wins. Um, and 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 the real giveaway was when uh, Barry Kay, as you would call him, uh, won the BAFTA. There was no movement in that line. Mm-hmm. Zero. Like all quiet. The price halved. Butler went favourite for actor. Condon's price came down. Lots of lines moved. Kiyu Kwan didn't move at all. Essentially, the bookmaker said, we will completely ignore that. That is irrelevant. That is unprecedented for me to win a BAFTA and for the bookies and pundits to say, well, it doesn't really matter. He He will win. And it's been an absolute privilege listening to him speak um, and by the way, just to say very briefly, uh, Brian Tyree Henry and Judd Hirsch at 50 to 1. That's a joke of a price. I'll offer you 1,000 to 1. Inbox me. <laughs> I will take your <laughs> cash. Um, because come on, guys. like Judd Hirsch from the ones is not winning. Like, 50 to 1
1: is a disgraceful price. But yeah, Kihu Kwan for me. I do wonder why they stopped themselves. At, like I, I guess, you know, just in case they're... They're barring against Armageddon. But, like, why did they stop themselves from offering like a thousand to one on some of these things? Because yeah, you're right. There's no way. Although if Judd Hirsch does win, I had there there will be no next MMO episode because I refuse to go on with Mike, who has been championing that.
2: <laughs> Come on, leave the man alone. You love <laughs> Judd Hirsch. You do.
1: I, I do. I love Judd Hirsch. I don't want him to win for that performance. It's you, the, you, and
0: it's look, it's not a dig at the performance or the man. It's just to say that you know that the evidence. There's no evidence for him to win. Yeah, 50 probably. to 1's a silly price, but you know, that's the yeah. gambler in me. I would gamble with a bigger price, but,
1: um yeah,
0: ki Kwan.
2: Original screenplay we go next, and we have a, a virtual tie atop this category. The Banshees of Inna Sharon, written by Martin McDonough, is still minus 110. Uh, it's been there for a bit. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, after Spirit and WGA wins is now minus 110. So this, as you note, Mike, in a second, pro- or excuse me, David wrote, the closest race we got right now tar 12 to 1 was 12 to 1 now it's 20 to 1 fablemans was 14 to 1 now it's 25 to 1 kushner and spielberg there we have triangle of sadness ruben ashland still the long shot at 33 to 1 i am torn i almost just changed this pick a few seconds ago (laughs) <laughs> Same here. Same because here. i want to go to martin mcdonough it's been i still might it's been mm. it's been so, a principle that i've banged the table for for a while because martin mcdonough would be the beneficiary of credit being consolidated away from the daniels i've been i've had ryan mcquade ringing in my ears like uh, uh like i'm getting haunted in a, in a christmas carol <laughs> saying that everything everywhere is not going to win five or six awards, and yet I'm going to have it win six awards on the night Mm. still. And I I just think it's just that beloved to where I can make sense of it. And Feinberg's got it, so I'm going to stick with it. I think it's too late in the game for things to shake out another way because there's no late momentum for Martin McDonough, even though he won the BAFTA. There's no momentum. We've seen the Daniels kind of – take it all back. And it's unfortunate because Martin McDonough hasn't had the chance. So I'm looking at this. I think there is another vote share again between those three same guys, Spielberg, Spielberg and Kushner in this case for the Fablemans, along, well, it's really the same four guys in director. It's the same situation. They're sharing the old white guy vote and all the young, beautiful people are, are going everything everywhere all at once. Everybody else is going everything everywhere all at once, so I'm thinking... It's going to stay that way in the Daniels' take it. Darn it. So the only major category or above-the-line category you don't have everything winning is supporting actress? No, I have everything, everywhere, all at once winning picture, director, and screenplay. I only have it winning one acting category. That's Kihei Kwan. Oh, you didn't go with Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you listened to it my rants (laughs) i've I've been obsessed with
1: this category i didn't listen to what you just said either Uh, i'm sure it was all nice i'm gonna pick mcdonough (laughs) i don't blame you Mm. i should go on this anti mcdonough rant i i am changing it i was they can't give the daniels everything there's no way the academy gives guys as young as the daniels both all three let's say including best picture
2: screenplay director picture is there i think possible they they do i think they do i think yeah. I don't know. I'm Robert De Niro in uh in in Silverlining's playbook. Yeah, I, I, I think they will now. I do. I do I do think so. <laughs> oh what a film. I've been beaten um, down by this season because I didn't think it was gonna happen either necessarily, but I think I think they do now. I don't know.
0: You know, uh, this is this is bloody torture. Um, I'm not going to lie, and and I wonder, and and this was my angle. You know, is this the Banshees category? Like, is this the nod from the Academy? The sort of spread the love theory, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's how it works, but I, I'm. This is this is almost horrible for me because I'm not a fan of this film, and I keep giving it every bloody award. So I think Everything <laughs> Everywhere All at Once might take this. I I've got it down winning a stupid number of Oscars. Uh, A fascinating book, again. You can get 11 to 10 on both of these. So, essentially, you'll be doubling your money. And good luck to you, but uh, this is difficult. I'm going with everything, everywhere, all at once. But, again,
1: it is literally a coin toss, and it's torture. Screenplay tends to be the category that the hot best picture name that falls off settles, right? Promising Young Woman, Get Out. Is Banshees that type of movie? I think you can make an argument either way, but now I'm just trying to like grasp at reasons why I can talk myself into banshees. No, right that, now, that's a good reason. Everywhere. that's
2: exactly what probably happened because banshees was the favorite yeah. a couple months ago, a couple moons right. ago. Oh yeah, banshees. Right.
1: Banshees was
0: um, was not a strong favorite, but it was you know looked the likely winner. That was what the markets were saying. And looking at the books now, the most of the money is on everything
1: everywhere all at once. What we need is a movie that isn't finger centric. Mm. To compete. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's
0: that's fascinating. I'm so glad you call it hot dog fingers because me and my cousin we just call it sausage fingers. That's what. We, no, but, sausage you fingers. Know, there you um, go. That works too. But yeah, it's hot dog hands and people chopping their hands up. Oh, it's very odd. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it if you pitched it to like a, a people, you know, a bunch of producers. They'd go right. Yeah, it's strange. But yeah, it, it, I've never seen an Oscars race where there's so many categories so close. It is.
1: Really, really interesting. Well, we're going on to another one that's still very close. Adapted screenplay. We have Women Talking currently sitting at a minus 250 favorite. You can find it uh, as short as minus 250 anyway. All Quiet on the Western Front is second. It's... Out there, I mean, you you can find it at, like, plus 125, you can find it at plus 200, but it's just above even or even odds there. Glass Onion was 7 to 1, it's gone drifted all the way out to 20 to 1. Top Gun Maverick was 16 to 1, it's drifted out to 25 to 1. Living was 18 to 1, you can now find it 33 to 1 or higher or longer odds. So this is really a category between Women Talking and All Quiet on the Western Front, Michael.
2: I'm going to be lucky to win 10 on the night this year. I'm going to go single digit wins, I think, because I'm going against you guys on almost everything. I feel just sick to my stomach. However, I am picking the movies that I want to win in some instances. And maybe that's my downfall here. But it's what I've done every year. And it's led to my it's, demise. Not, it's not going to go well. I know this, but look I'm going to make the women talking argument because this is another very tight race. But women talking has been seen. SAG Ensemble tells me Women Talking has been seen. To get that nomination, people are watching Women Talking. Women Talking somehow gets a Best Picture nomination voted on by the entire Academy when it doesn't get nominated for original score. It doesn't get nominated down the card. There's no consensus in which actor to push because it's such an ensemble. It doesn't get nominated in the acting categories, and yet it gets this bizarre duo of nominations, picture and adapted screenplay. That is almost an unprecedented twosome, which only a hard 10, perhaps, you know, leads to that that, uh, eventuality for Women Talking. But it does show me Women Talking was watched. So if Women Talking was watched by the Academy, I do believe it has the superior screenplay. This is 12 Angry Men. This is... That type of film. Dialogues heavy. Beautifully acted, of course, but this, the power of this message is working. You got religious translations happening with the text and subtext. Mm. I think All Quiet on the Western Front, as Izzy's video on Be Kind Rewind mentioned quite a a few times and, and illustrated, All Quiet on the Western Front is a very loose adaptation. I think some of it works. I think some of it's a clunky, simplistic message where I, I have some issues with the story of All Quiet on the Western Front. I always have, like I've said, throughout the season. And therefore, I think they're doing the Gallipoli thing. It's a very obvious message. And, and people might get behind that. I don't think it should win best screenplay. I think the complexities of women talking is a much better script. So that's where, again, I'm I, I'm kind of trying to put my brain in the academies, you know, right now and and how are they going to fill out their ballot if they watched women talking and all quiet on the western front you have other areas to reward all quiet on the western front sarah polly's got to get it here if she's going to win something and she deserves to Uh, and miriam toes by the way she should be involved too i thought uh i don't think she's technically on the on the ballot but she should be but there you go you uh, have history on your side as well. Woman Talking,
1: winning both the WGA Adapted Screenplay category and the USC Scripter Award, which goes to the Best Adapted Screenplay uh, since 2000 that a movie has won both of those awards 11 times, and 9 of those 11 times that movie was the eventual Oscar winner of the Adapted Screenplay category, including each of the last 6 times such an occurrence happened. The last time an Adapted Screenplay won both of those precursors and did not win the Oscar was 2009. Precious won the Oscar over WJ and USC winner Up in the Air. Um, points there for women talking. I... Uh, I think All Quiet's going to win something. I think All Quiet. You might be able to get a, a ton of value here. Actually, I, I'm pretty positive in All Quiet winning this, for the reason that you're talking about, Mike. I mean, you're making the case that people did see Women Talking. I don't think you need to make a case that people watched All Quiet on the Western Front. It's pretty obvious. I mean, you're you're, you're hoping that people watch Women Talking, and I, I agree. The fact that it was nominated for the biggest award at SAG suggests that at least a lot of the actors in the branch acting branch uh, gave it their time of day. Mm-hmm. But we know Netflix has touted the numbers of the success for how many people have tuned in to see All Quiet on the Western Front, whatever those Netflix numbers may mean to you. And that could be me going down a bad rabbit hole there. But uh, I think you could be having a a great value, a great misvalue from Vegas here based on the fact that All Quiet has never had to go or rarely had to go up head-to-head in an adapted screenplay category with women talking at any major precursor.
2: Sensible argument. I still... I still can't I st- I, if they're if they're voting on the best script, I just at the end of the day, th- these close races, sometimes you just got to go with what you think they think is the best. And that's that's where I'm at here. That's what I use as the decider. I can't believe I'm using a George W term, there, <laughs> which is not going well for me. But all right, David, please, uh, you know, cast a deciding vote fascinating listening to you both
0: talk and do you know what it's amazing because i'm really bullish and adamant that women talking will win Hmm. like i I, i'm Ah. really confident like um but but i'm i'm not in the majority because 54 percent of the money is going on all quiet on the western front and i would say if you fancy it Plus 200, 2 to 1. That is a nice price. Yeah. Um, get involved. And I mean, look, if All Quiet is going to have any chance of winning picture, it must win here. Um, a very interesting category. I would say I've only seen both of these once. Uh, I saw Women Talking at the London Film Festival. And I think the screenplay for Women Talking is, is just vastly better, by the way, for what it's worth. The adaptation. Um, and when I saw Women Talking, I thought it was going to be a serious awards contender. I really did. So I think it's got a good chance in here, and it's basically me versus Mike One, because Mike One's going to be mm. steaming into all quiet. Mm. I'm going to be steaming into women talking. One of us is losing, one of us is winning. Good luck to us both. But uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> for me, no, I'm I'm very confident in women talking. But um, you should be, because historically, when I'm in those situations, it doesn't end well for me and my gambles. <laughs> it doesn't end well for me either. So I think we're both in trouble. <laughs> and living wins in a shocker. Oh, All could right. you, we both lose. Could you imagine? Oh, misery. Oh, I hope the uh, the heavyweight portion of this uh, this episode and these picks is in our rear view now, at least for the major categories. And we can slide into uh, another one that I think has, I think, the second category. Heaviest
2: odds, the second biggest favorite odds. Mike animated features. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is as short as minus five thousand. So that's got to be that. has got to be up there. We have uh, yeah. Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. Now is uh, long as sixteen to one. Puss in Boots: The Last with, Wish, also sixteen to one. Turning Red, uh, as far out as twenty to one, and the Sea Beast, thirty three to one. Best price there. I'm picking Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio even though I love Marcel Shell. I love Puss in Boots, I love Turning Red and I was a big fan of the Beast* back when I was glad to see it's Annie Noms come through for it, but I think this is an easy, easy argument for me. Pinocchio's been sweeping, it's got the best campaigner in the business with GDT.
1: Yeah, uh, if, if it wasn't George, uh, George Del Toro. Yeah, that's a name, right? If it wasn't Guillermo Del Toro <laughs> attached to this, I could see maybe an upset happening, but not with him leading the Charger and him being so beloved by everyone he talks to and every time he talks to anyone. Dave, it, this to me is the type of favorite that I actually wouldn't mind if you put into a parlay just to like get those you know extra $10 boost or something, because I do think GDT's attachment makes it that sure of a favorite. I mean, this is in the running for me for biggest lock of the entire card. Maybe even more so than Kiwi Kwan to me.
0: Oh yeah, I saw this at the London Film Festival and I, I was really excited. Like I, I was thinking this could be a potential Best Picture contender and the London Film Festival, people really loved it. Um, I think the same. I think this is more safe than Kihue Kwan. Um, Marcel with shoes on is only... The only film, really, that can beat it, and that's 16 to 1, not for me. I love gambling, and 16 to 1 excites me, but no... Um, Pinocchio is a good thing. it is a good thing. it just wins and in one uk book they're doing one to ten. so essentially you bet a thousand dollars you win a hundred like Wales would love that in Vegas and I'm not talking yeah. I'm not talking about Brendan Fraser. I'm talking about the <laughs> Vegas Wales. um like if if though no, seriously, if I had a serious amount of cash and a bookie would take it, I would put as much money as they would physically allow me to put on gilmero Toro at 1 to 10. I think you're just buying cash. It's an absolute sure thing. Like and it and it does, oh. it, it's not rocket science to predict it. So but I'm not going to be betting it because I I don't have that kind of cash, so <laughs> I'm
2: not liquid per se. <laughs> talking about talking about myself. Again, I have $18.23.
1: This comes from two guys that don't like betting on uh, heavy favorites either, me and Dave. So, yeah, the fact that both of us are kind of championing that, mm. again, it, it either means that it's a sure thing or it'll go down in flames. And also, Mike can refund it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, could we you can imagine? Move on. <laughs> I'd rather not. I really don't want to <laughs> think about that.
2: International feature. Uh, it's another heavy favorite. Mike. So, All Quiet on the Western Front was minus 800. Now, it has, it's as far as what, minus 5,000.
1: 5, Yeah, House, Car, and Child.
2: Minus 1400 was the books that you found, Mike. Uh, Argentina 1985, 9 to 1, long shot, won the Globe. The Quiet Girl, around 14 to 1. EO, 17 to 1, best price. And Close, which it should not be the long shot in this category. That is a awesome movie an intense one but really well made i just saw it i'm gonna see the quiet girl in a few nights that's the lone feature film that i have not seen at the oscars i've seen every other feature film i've seen i missed one short oh you bum. i missed one short doing? and one feature the quiet girl is the one i gotta see i'm glad it's coming out all quiet on the western front's in this category though uh yeah i and again it's i i don't know how you can
1: Pick against it? I mean, you know, bet your house, car, and child to win $100. I don't see what's so complicated about that.
0: <laughs> oh, I agree. Um, <laughs> all in? No, 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 seriously, surely this wins. I mean, absolutely surely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, there's nothing here to tempt me, and I think it's, it's, it's pretty much a slam dunk. If we're saying, you know, All Quiet is
1: a genuine best picture contender, yeah. it
0: should win this category. Like, it just
1: should win. Um, and well, it, that's the blueprint, right? I mean, Parasite did the same thing. It has to win yeah. international feature.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, I I, I absolutely agree. Um, and like you said earlier, you know, if I can hopefully one of my bookies does parlays, international feature and animated feature will just go in to just boost that parlay just to, mm-hmm.
1: you know, because I mean, they're, they're as good as a good thing can be, in my opinion. All right, we can come back and put the boxing gloves back on because documentary feature, also Mike's favorite category, is, I guess, true to form. Just a mess. Navalny, oh,
2: it's, a, it's chaos. Navalny has won a couple in a row with BAFTA and PGA. It is now sitting as a minus four hundred favorite. All the beauty and the bloodshed. Around three to one, to six to one with a range there. Fire of love couple wins for fire of love of late dga ace eddie fire of love is around four to one in, in in most books plus 550 i found all that breathes was perhaps the resume favorite early i would say middle of the year all that breathes now on hbo max 10 to 1 to 20 to 1 and a house made of splinters this was the late breaker very good movie by the way i just watched it 33 to 1 as kind of the long shot, but some places have it as, as short as 16 to 1. So Navalny was third in
1: this category. All the Beauty and the Bloodshed was the shortest odds. You had to pay a pretty hefty vig for it, and now you're getting it at 6 to 1. The top three, Navalny, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, and Fire of Love. you got to go odd shopping. and there's I mean, the only consistencies I was able to find on Odds Checker or Odds Ranker for, for this was Navalny is pretty universally ranked number one by a fairly decent margin, it's the only one definitively with a vig going on. All the Beauty and the Bloodshed and Fire of Love are in a relative tie for second place, and it depends on where you get your action. So if you want to back one of those two, you should do some odd shopping. But what, what happened here,
2: Mike? So all that breeds beloved by the documentarians out there, f- All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, same deal. These films are critically lauded... And I think the documentary branch put them forward to the group, and the group said, "Nay, we like <laughs> we like beautiful <laughs> montages of volcanoes. However, we don't like them to the point where you know we this is like a fun movie to watch the whole thing. I mean, that's a, it, yes. Fire of Love is about this romance, but it's very scientific. To its credit, I learned a lot watching Fire of Love, but it's not this. It's not this big entertainment piece. It really isn't. Like Moon Age Daydream, if it was in this category, I think that the documentary film branch did not nominate it because they would be afraid that it would win, even though they like Moon Age Daydream throughout the season, most of the documentarians. Navalny has been consistent throughout. Navalny has kind of the nexus of being this journalistic achievement and also a current events statement piece. That Ann Thompson tabbed as being the white guy favorite. Like the <laughs> the white men of the Academy love this picture. They love Navalny. It, it it's it's very in the in the news in the headlines because of this situation with Russia and Ukraine. It's prophetic in that regard. the The centerpiece of the film, watch it on HBO Max. The centerpiece of the film is going to give you goosebumps if you're into just great journalism and I, I think tradecraft <laughs> because there's there's spy, <laughs> spy games going on in Navalny. And the fact that they got this on film, the access to it, fast forward to what's happened to this man, it, it's pretty incredible that this was a slice of life that was actually put on camera. So I'm going with Navalny. Ann Thompson had this tabbed a while back, so credit goes to her first
0: yeah i mean i've just got to jump on with also mike there he is i've never known a man watch so many documentaries it's, it's it, crazy it's it's a joy to listen to i can't yeah. believe how that. have you been this week i've watched 85 docs you yeah, know bloody hell um <laughs> no I, my analysis I, I do think this category lacks octopuses um <laughs> it's true what, what a doc Fair that point. was what a delightful little octopus marvelous mollusk um <laughs> But, no, it's, in terms of the betting, it's a bit of a mess. You know, uh, Fire of Love is 7 to 1 in one UK book and 5 to 4 in another. Like, that's insane. Um, so, um, look, I think just, just go with also Mike and uh, Navalny. Oh, no. You can get 4 to 7. So, essentially, you bet $7, you win 4, you get 11 back, or 70 or 700, however mad you are. Um, that's not a bad price. You know, usually doc features no. a bit shorter than that. Um, the betting would suggest it's between Navalny and Fire of Love. Um, but I'm going with also Mike he's the expert oh, so no. I'm gonna I'm gonna st- no 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 you are uh, and if I if I lose a lot of money you will be held accountable <laughs> this is serious I have a lot of air miles with British Airways
1: I will fly over
0: I'm not even lying
1: <laughs> so yeah uh, that's, that's I, my I, plan. I... I echo what you're saying there, Dave, down to the threat of my co-host. <laughs> so I'll, I'll join you there. Navalny as well. I just want to, like, my reasoning was going to be, well, that minus 400 is a pretty significant favorite to be able to bet against. And then I scroll down the dock and the next category I'm going to pick against a minus 400 favorite. That's mm. now an even more entrenched favorite. So let's, uh, let's go on to cinematography, which has become somewhat of a runaway. I just want to double check those for a second, make sure I didn't screw up the title, the name. But no, yeah, All Quiet on the Western Front is the... Very very serious uh, mm. favorite right now you can find its odds in cinematography between minus 500 to minus a thousand. Elvis is pulling up the rear it was eight to one it's now uh, about three to one or, or plus three 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 all the way up to 13 to two or plus 650. Empire of Light is sitting in third it was nine to one once upon a time it's now shortened to seven to one all the way to 12 to one you can find it in some books. Tar sits currently at 14 to one to 20 to one somewhere there. Uh, Bardo as the long shot in the category 25 to one or longer.
2: I am changing my pick. I did not see those odds or I did not register them. That is <laughs> that is an entrenched favorite with all quiet mm. on the western front and that's a movie about trenches as much as it I is. would like to pick Mandy Walker as much as I'm rooting for Mandy Walker and I mm. wrote out a pick here of Mandy Walker. I'm changing that selection all quiet on the western front because I'm I have no spine. I don't I don't I mean, it's a I heavy don't think favorite. good things mm. happen to me in my life. I'm probably going to go... I'm probably going to be right here in the one category that I don't want it to be right. I'm going to be hilariously wrong in this year's picks. Mm. And this is where the hilarity continues. Gimme Elvis. Can I just say... Those those odds are too delicious anyway. Damn Bardo
0: to hell. Bloody three and a half hours in cinematic purgatory. <laughs> Um, true and I put my faith that I to be fair the the cinematography in Bardo in my opinion was the best of the season like it wasn't even a competition Uh, I saw it in one book here in the UK at 50 to 1 and I had a punt Um, it's not going to win because I was putting essentially my trust that it would win ASC American Society of Cinematographers it didn't um, which is devastating for its Oscars chances, which are essentially pretty much zero now. Um, looking at that book, um, Elvis at thirteen to two plus six fifty is is where I would go. I, I'm predicting Elvis has a very good evening. Um, so yeah, I think I think All Quiet on the Western Front is beatable. Uh, the ASC is a nice sort of feather in the quill. Is that even a saying? I don't know what I'm talking about. It's a nice string in the bow. That's that's what I'm trying to say. So Elvis at plus six fifty. <laughs> Uh, would be my play. And finally, like um, uh, Mike one says there, do check the books because
1: the
0: the difference in prices is extraordinary. Always hunt the value. Uh, so Elvis at plus 650 will be my play.
1: Yeah, I'd I like that value too, but we are going up against a, uh, a pretty entrenched favorite mm. there for... Uh, All Quiet and Cinematography. Uh, A lesser favorite would be Everything Everywhere in the film editing category. It is the leader, though. You can find it anywhere from minus 160 to about minus 300. Top Gun uh, was once the favorite in this category at about plus 175. You can now find that at even odds anywhere out to plus 125. It's not a big range of Top Gun offerings for film editing. Banshees is third, 12-to-1 to 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 20-to-1. Elvis, 14-to-1 to 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 25-to-1 odds. And Tar, bringing up the rear, 33-to-1 to 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 40-to-1. I have noticed there doesn't seem to be a lot of books updating their odds in this category at least uh, as odds checker went uh over the last like month or so as the precursors went down and were mowed down but uh that's just curious fact number one curious fact number two is i'm glad we keep doing this and we're going to have about four or five years now of data to go back on and reflect on re-listen to because i am i do want to do research one day and look up how many of the technical categories went to like pretty substantial upsets upsets over the last few years and didn't go to either the favorite or the number two pick in the category, as far as
2: Vegas odds are concerned. Because my guess would be it's not that many. This has been a two-way race for a while, and I think the fact that they were both winning at the Ace Eddies did not help matters. So that's perhaps why we yeah. didn't have a lot of change in the in the category. Or you know, Vegas is like, now nah, we did the numbers once, we don't have to do them again. We will just leave it out there. Everything everywhere all at once by many people's opinions has the best editing, but also undeniably it has the most editing like the montages that, that show the multiverse, Michelle Yeoh's that's the most editing. And I think the fact that BAFTA gave it to everything everywhere when it did not love the film, that was a big, that was a big win for everything everywhere. Top gun to me, it gives me pause because I love the editing of top gun, it gives me pause that it's such a silky smooth composition the coolest movie since 1986 <laughs> i want to pick it here i really do i really do i'm going to stick with everything everywhere all at once it's it's just it's hard to figure out how and exactly why top gun i i can make the better argument for everything everywhere all at once because it has that bafta win and it was winning on the season it's got enough there that I'm just, I'm going to stick with it. I, I, I This is almost a conservative pick because I'm like, I think everything everywhere is going to have a good day. I don't believe they, they care about giving Top Gun its flowers necessarily. And it's hard to. Do you think Top Gun's going to go winless? I think Top Gun's going to win the next category, but that's. I do too. But it's I'm, not I'm going against. The exact same thought process. It's not going against yep. everything everywhere all at once, the darling of the night. Ugh. Yep. That's where I'm at. David?
0: Yeah. Um, Briefly, yeah, Everything Everywhere All At Once uh, will win this category. Bear in mind, I don't particularly like this movie. When I did watch it, I thought the editing was unreal. Um, I just think it wins. T- T- Top Gun is really weak in the market. I would not fancy betting Top Gun and I looked just here on Oddschecker UK. 74% of the of the money going on this market is going on everything everywhere all at once. It's 1 to 2 minus 200 bet $200 win $100 $300 back. I don't like short prices, but I think that's good value. I think that will contract. It's and probably one to three, maybe shorter. I think everything, everywhere, all at once is a really good bet there. Um, So, yeah, I
1: I just think it will win that category. I think a lot of uh, sense is being spoken by both of you here thus far, and we will move on to the next category, which is sound. Uh, Top Gun is the betting favorite right now. You can find it pretty heavily entrenched, minus 300 to minus 800, depending on the book, all quiet on the Western Front. Was 15 to 2 once upon a time. Now it's as short as plus 300 or 3 to 1. You can find it as uh, great as plus 450 or 9 to 2. Avatar is in third. 10 to 1 to 16 to 1 is its range. Elvis is in fourth. 14 to 1 to 20 to 1 is the Elvis range. And the Batman bringing up the rear, which is now 40 to 1 or longer. The only things that have remained the same here have been Top Gun leading this category and the Batman being the longest shot. Those middle three, All Quiet, Avatar, Mm -hmm. and Elvis, uh, they've all had pretty significant odd shifts led by All Quiet going from all the way out of 15 to 2 or plus 750. Like I said, now you can find it 3
2: to 1, a short of 3 to 1 in some places. Yeah, All Quiet could take this category. Yeah, they love their war movies. It was was nominated for the sound categories, though, I believe, in the guilds. So it lost to Top Gun at both the MPSC and the CAS, the Cinema Audio Society, the Golden Reels, and Cinema Audio. I, I thought anyway top gun taking both of those guild awards leading the season before that yes all quiet has bafta but all quiet only has bafta i think top gun finally is the beneficiary of the quote-unquote share the love theory here but it's also the best sound of the year in my opinion so it's i gotta go with my gut and my brain and my punditry hat on still for top gun here david mm. great words of
0: wisdom from awesome Mike there and it is sound it's just sound and noise, and I can confirm. When I was in the cinema, Top Gun was loud. It was very loud. So uh, Top Gun wins. <laughs> no, I, no. Here. In all seriousness, I think it wins. Best price is m- minus three hundred. It's as short as minus a thousand. Um, so yeah, Top Gun. Um, I think it will win that category, uh, and rightly so. M- you know, really nice sound and impactful in the cinema. So yeah.
1: Which do you feel better about, Dave? Top Gun and sound, or everything everywhere in editing?
0: Oh, Everything Everywhere and Editing. Hmm, okay. Like, I'm really, really convinced that that's a, a good thing. Um, but I think Top Gun will win sound as well, but I'd be more just confident. I'm just wondering if you,
1: were, if, you're building a, if you are able to and are building a parlay there, then you got Dave's seal of approval to go uh, have Everything Everywhere be a longer shot there or shorter odds to kind of be your parlay buffer. I am
0: hoping... There's one book in the UK that does parlays. I'm praying that they do
1: one because I'm going to cook something horrible. Um, <laughs> I love it. though. <laughs> <No>. Love it. <laughs> See love what it. happens. Uh, VFX is where we go next. And again, I mean, we got a can of blue paint leading the, God, I hated (laughs) this movie. Avatar 2 leads the, leads the pack here. You can find it at minus 1400 to minus 5,000, uh, You got to bet 50 to win a dollar on Avatar 2 in this category, is basically what those odds are telling you. Top Gun is second right now, 10 to 1 ish. Black Panther is third, 11 to 1 or 12 to 1, depending on the book. All Quiet on the Western Front, fourth at 20 to 1 or longer. Batman, again, in last place, 33 to 1. Or longer. It's this is all. I mean, there was movement between All Quiet and Batman there at the bottom, but it's all table setting. The single one of the, if not the single biggest favorite in any of the books for any category is Avatar Two with VFX. I wouldn't be surprised if most of the books are one to a hundred after by the time
2: we get to Sunday on this. Those blue people looked real, guys. I mean, they they sweat. (laughs) They sweat for Christ's sakes. The the giant blue aliens look real when they're sweating in the jungle. So I have to. go. Nobody saw this movie. I don't buy the box office numbers for a second. I can't
1: believe you're. An, you're. An... Nobody has talked about Avatar two and the impact it had on their day to
2: day life. Not a single person out there. Film Twitter was smitten with the film. They were in That's deep. That's where you smitten. should go for your opinions. Deep oh smitten. lord. Have you? Uh,
0: sorry, Ginger. Have you seen how many more of these films there are? yes when it's does infuriating it when did it end um <laughs> it's infuriating i actually I hate to say this i actually thought this was not a bad film and Good. let me I'm be glad. honest like, i don't have a clue <laughs> how they put this together like it's insane um Mike one's absolutely spot on the best price you can get is one to 14 uh, some books are one to 50 this will go shorter and shorter i cannot make any case for anything winning other than Avatar The Way of Water, and I think it deserves to win, so that would be my pick.
1: It does deserve to win this category. As much as I dislike the movie, the visuals are quite stunning. I agree with with that, uh, that assessment as well. Uh, all three of us are in the same boat there. We move on to score... Another tight one here. Babylon was even odds not that long ago. You can now find it minus 150 to minus 210 range. All Quiet is second. It was 10 to 1 a couple weeks ago. Now it's plus 150 to about plus 200. The Fablemans and John Williams score there is in third place. 7 to 1 to 10 to 1 is its range. Everything everywhere is fourth, 20 to 1 to 28 to 1, even as far out, David says, as 33 to 1. And Banshees, which was plus 550, is now in uh, either fourth or fifth place, depending on what book you're looking at here, 18 to 1 to 28 to 1. All of these odds changed pretty radically, except for Babylon, which has now become a slightly vigged favorite in the interim, and I think it should be. And I also think this category is somewhat a microcosm of the great fall of Banshees in general since BAFTA. I mean, you have an Academy veteran, Carter Burwell here, already nominated multiple times throughout his career, working within a film that has great Oscars hopes once upon a time, but it just couldn't close the deal, though. I mean, it was able to win the BAFTA for original song. Unlike some other Banshees categories, where the
2: Banshees favorite didn't win at BAFTA. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa. what? Wh- the uh, Banshees won BAFTA. No, for original score. I'm sorry. No, did, it did. I think so. all, all, all Quiet won it. Oh, did it? I I then I'm wrong. I'm sorry. What did I look at then? I don't know. Maybe
1: I was just pining out hope for Banshees then. But I, regardless, then that makes my point even more. It didn't even do that at Bad BAFTA this category. So. The Banshees has had quite the fall. It had the fall in this category and it has the fall overall uh, on the Oscars odds. Woke Air of All Quiet on the Western Front won. Yeah. I, okay, then I apologize. I don't know what I was talking about or looking at. I was picking Babylon anyway, but <laughs> <there, Justin laughs> it So I love I, it. Screw you. I'm also the,
2: picking Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> not for that reasoning, though. Uh, I was very tempted to go with All Quiet here. However, I do think not going with Babylon at BAFTA is that that's a british bias. That's where the british bias comes in because they just don't like the big american sexy movie with the sexy people and the boobies out and the the butts out and the yeah, you, you know where I'm going. You know where I'm going here. Sorry David, but you, you you're not a fan of full frontal nudity in in all your movies. It's just you you're you're sheepish. Some of you are sheepish. Some some of you are shepherds, but Justin Hurwitz <laughs> deserves this Oscar here. He deserves it. He he should get it. He's he's on the 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 <laughs> marketing. The Babylon songs, as you tweeted out the other day, retweeting Jazz Tankay because we only plagiarize the best here. He is mm. the he's scoring the trailers. The the yeah. Babylon song oh, is yeah, scoring yeah. the trailers. You don't have to see Babylon to vote for Babylon here. It's which I'm going to mm. say again in a few minutes. Justin Hurwitz. Wins in my book. I'm making the argument. I'm. I have much more confidence in my voice than I should.
0: Yeah. So for me, uh, like you say, there, like my Babylon is a very memorable score. It's also like just the best by by some way. And like you said, the fact that it's been used in an Oscars camp, like an advert. You know, imagine using a score and then not awarding them. Um, but let me just be brutally honest. Something stinks here. <laughs> like it's four to six, um, shortest like one to two minus. 200 this seems odd and i do think babylon is is vulnerable because of the lack of success of the film the lack of nominations um i was concerned and then i actually heard something uh, so this isn't you know a theory this is facts not not me i haven't dug this out uh, this is courtesy of matt neglia at next best picture and this fact blew my mind there has never been a best picture winner that was nominated for both original song and original score. That did not win the original score. So that seriously suggests that Everything, Everywhere, All at Once has a chance of winning Best Score. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 a fascinating fact. Uh, and Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is 33 to one. So it's like my hail Mary um, prediction. That's a crazy price. Um, statistically if babylon wins it will it will break that trend um but i I think babylon's gonna go home empty-handed i actually have it winning zero so yeah i'm I'm throwing like the longest hail mary possible (laughs) everything everywhere all at once 33 to 1 let's get involved
2: wow that is the pick of the pick of the night right here as Mm. we record into the evening and I could see how Everything Everywhere could win on a merit basis, though, David. The music of the film is is great. From the Nine Days song, that kind of is a you know a through line mm. for the film and a <laughs> villain origin story. If you mm. if you listen to the lyrics, uh, absolutely story of a girl. There we have David Byrne of the Talking Heads, one of my favorite bands from my childhood. Mm. You know, graduate really absolutely, Mike. I love the Talking Heads. And in your childhood, yeah, I was a big eight, yeah. I was an eighties baby. Did I not well, tell I know, you? I know, I know that, but I, did, I that's just surprised. When I went to because... college and they had eighties parties, I was the man. You, you did. This is <laughs> not the first time that exact sentence I did has left well. those lips
1: on this show. As a matter of fact, mm. so I look so, yes. good.
2: Right. All right. I I played Talking Heads on those playlists. <laughs> I was cool. I was born in the wrong decade. I love Top Don't
1: Gun. I know where to go with I love this. talking
2: heads. <laughs> look, you, you might well, be right, David, this and, and Matt. You, you guys might be right here. You might be right. However, that's a weird pull, right? Isn't it, though, a, a weird pull?
0: I mean, look, I, I, I can't take credit for this at all. I was li- listening to Next Best Picture's uh, predictions, but it's a staggering fact. If you think it's going to win Picture... There has never been a Best Picture winner that was nominated for both song and score that did not win score. I wonder. So it's how many? It's gonna break. It's gonna break the trend. Um, so look. Anyway, what I heard. Though? I heard this. I I heard this, and it's thirty-three to one. Let me have this moment. <laughs> God
1: damn he needs it, to recoup that Fraser money, man.
0: Because if this hits, Michael. What if it hits? We're gonna be rich. <laughs> no, look. Shout out to to Matt Neglia there. That's a nuts fact. And it, look, I just think you throw a dart at this. Hmm. I think Babylon's really vulnerable. I have it going home empty-handed, and it doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. It's a great score, but I think I think it's going to lose. Um, I
1: Could just be. think that yeah. I would like Babylon to win more Oscars than Banshees. That's what I'm hanging my hat on right now for this year. But you like Banshees? What I did, but I but Babylon, not just Babylon, but Chazelle has been
2: vehemently disrespected the last two films oh, he's oh. made i think you used avatar in that analogy but in the past michael like where why, why is banshee's catching a stray here you're you're already blanking it on the day aren't you oh no you're getting you're giving it screenplay I gave, I gave it i gave it i switched and gave it screenplay
1: uh, I gave i'm it. blanking. And I, I
2: might i might give it condon by the time sunday rolls, rolls around too which completely just cancels out anything i just said i'm <laughs> changing all my picks by sunday i agree good Good. Song, <laughs> we ready for song. song? Yes. Go ahead, Mike. Oh wait, did you pick score? You pick Babylon. I picked Babylon. Yeah. Okay. Song, Natu to, to minus one seventy five. Still the favorite, but a slight favorite. Lift Me Up from Rihanna. Black Panther there, around four to one best price. Hold My Hand, Lady Gaga of Top Gun, plus seven hundred. This Is a Life, There's David Byrne of the Talking Heads along with Son Lux, Everything Everywhere. Best price is 40 to 1, a long shot there in song. And applause, Tell It Like a Woman, written by Diane Warren, 25 to 1 in many books, 50 to 1, best price. This poor woman (laughs) just keeps showing up to the Oscars. Uh,
1: I don't know what to do here. I think it's a two-headed two race, and I would not be surprised to see Rihanna, who has since been the big news, confirmed that she is performing on, on the Oscar stage. Wow. Lady Gaga has not yet been confirmed. Uh, we had Jazz on here saying she doesn't know that, that Lady Gaga would be able to get out
2: from a joke or two there. But uh, Natu Natu has won everything, though. How hmm. much is everything? That's the question. Natu Natu has won Globes, Critics' Choice. I would think that if Natu Natu wasn't like the darling of the category and i've been saying that a lot people weren't dancing in the aisles it didn't make such a big hit on tiktok whatever the hell that is i would think i would think that it would be vulnerable in fact i wrote out a couple paragraphs giving this award back to lady gaga on top gun i just can't i've always had the sneaking suspicion that's going to happen i'm hedging all my speak right now i'll probably change it by sunday i still think natu natu's gonna win what, what do you guys have for me, this is like,
0: this is torture now. Warren has been nominated for 14 Academy Awards. She has not won. She did receive an honorary Oscar at the Governor's Awards in November 22. But for God's sake, give this poor woman an Oscar. Look, she's 50 to 1. Just chuck 10 bucks on it. I mean, it's, you're pretty certain you'll lose 10 bucks. But imagine if she wins. not the, a bad idea. You know... Look, if you're willing to lose ten bucks, just chuck it on. But you know, good lord, this isn't acceptable. Give her the goddamn Oscar. Um Natu Natu wins, by the way, just, just to say that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, look, it's got one nomination and I just think they've campaigned really hard in this area. Um and I think it's a I think it's a good song. It's got all the dancing. Um and yeah, all their eggs are in one basket. It's like they can focus their campaign there. Top Gun Maverick, definitely the main danger betting against Lady Gaga. And I am a little bit annoyed because Natu Natu's is now like minus 300. It was like even money only a few days ago. And I did look at it, but I didn't get involved, which really caused me to wake up screaming. Um, <laughs> 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 no, I'm being serious. Naruto um, <laughs> Naruto. Oh, Lord.
1: Uh, no, no, Natu Natu will win. Um, if it comes out in the next day or two that Gaga is confirmed to perform, my red flag will go up because is that like them just making sure that she gets in the building to accept her award? But that's all conspiracy <laughs> talk. It's a bloody good song as well. And
0: I, Top Gun was a really good film, and it did well at the box office. They will want to... Look, get Lady Gaga, it's Lady Bloody Gaga, so don't rule her out. Um, 15 to 2, interesting price. I think Natu Natu will win, but...
2: I, I tend to agree. Mike, you're Natu Natu as well? i'm not too, not to this is another close category whatever happened this year we got so many close categories last year was Mostly chalk, wasn't it? I mean, I deviated a little bit. I mean, it was easy to go 20 for 20 last year because it was like. I'm pretty sure there were no upsets in, the, in those 20 categories. No, years. there was upsets. I remember. No, I there think, was five I, okay, or six. Okay. I, remember, I, I remember reading that it was all favorites. But those so people that writing that were full of shit and were wrong. Okay. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> picking several slight favorites throughout the night. Or slight, slight, uh, slight uh, challengers, excuse me, and and right. Right. and several slight favorites for that matter, but uh, and we know the odds don't change on Sunday morning. But so. I typically pick like the fa- mostly favorites, and you're right; yes. they never change. <laughs> and by Sunday morning, yeah, but it's true. Now on this Tuesday, I'm not paying attention. So if they wrote that, I cannot corroborate it. So <laughs> okay, sorry. I can tell
1: you what's not going to change is production design I'm not even going to read it's Babylon the critics choice said it was Babylon there's one truth in this awards world if the critics choice tells you what's going to win production design that mm. thing's winning the Oscar Babylon is the leader in production design minus 180 to minus 300 Elvis is second you can find it at plus 250 to plus 350 in that range Avatar third plus 600 plus to plus 800 All Quiet on the Western Front as well as uh, plus 800 and the
2: Fablements brings up the rear 20 to 1 or longer if you just watched the trailer for Babylon you could see these sets are next level they're wild i'm guessing that's enough for babylon to win this thing regardless it's won everything it's won the guild the choice it's won the bafta it's won everything except for the set decorators society of america which went to elvis those goddamn fools <laughs> <laughs> i don't yeah, know yeah i mean
0: th- th- this is this is an interesting category again i mean most of the money is for babylon uh, 60%. Um, but again, like the price isn't that short. It looks a little bit vulnerable. Um, I think it should win. Um, but I'm going to go Elvis uh, at like plus 350. Um, and I, Babylon is such a weird film for me. I feel like it was almost made 10 years too late. Hmm. If that makes sense. I just feel like it, the older Academy would really have taken to this. And also just to say briefly, I was, I was listening to another pod and uh, it was Matt Negley again on Next Best Picture, and he said he'd had anonymous voters say that they'd spoken to lots of Academy members and that this film was just unpopular. Um, and, look, I, I, how much do you put on that? Um, but I'm sort of thinking that um, Babylon may have a really tough night and go home empty-handed, despite being favourite in two categories. So I'm going to go Elvis, and as you can tell... I'm saying Elvis is going to have a good night, which, again, I think then boosts Austin Butler's chances and makes me lose my money on Brendan Fraser. So, yeah, for me, Elvis. And
1: this is damn annoying, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> Dave talking himself into the realization that he's going to lose at Best Actor. Was a, that was oh, some yeah. insight right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we go Just to cost, costume design next. Torture. Hey, it could still not happen, man. It's not done. Oh, no, it's not done, but I've... I've I've
0: accepted my fate. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm quietly confident. Trust me. Like As soon as as soon as Fraser wins, I'll be like, oi, oi, all over Twitter. No, I won't. Um, I will be just
1: rolling in cash. Um, anyway, sorry. I I, I waffle on. We, we, should, we should move on. Costume design. Elvis <laughs> is the favorite there. Minus 110 to minus 160. Uh, Black Panther. Katherine Martin for Elvis. Ruthie Carter for Black Panther. You can find that at even odds. This is another very close category, two, uh, all the way out to two to one. Shirley Carada for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Is four to one to seven to one in that range. Uh, Mary Zofries for Sav- for Babylon, excuse me, 14 to one to 25 to one. And Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Jenny Beavins, those odds are now in Paris. She is bringing up the rear. Those are the longest odds in this category. After talking to Jazz, mm-hmm. I want Elvis to win this category because what Catherine Martin did with these
2: costumes is insanity. I love this category. I love Ruthie Carter. I think Queen Ramonda's outfits, I mean, th- that regal crown is next level. the the Taylorcon mm-hmm. costumes are incredible. However, again, four decades of fashion because they showed Elvis as a kid, four decades of fashion with all the costuming. Just look at the quantity of film shot for Elvis. It's perhaps like two series of network TV, you know, where they do the twenty two episodes worth of stuff. And if you're doing the math at home, that equals a shit ton worth of time, Michael. Shit ton. <laughs> Elvis was a huge amount of terrific costumes. I should I should write this down. I should be published because Catherine Martin, <laughs> Catherine Martin, costumed every everybody had a costume and it was amazing. And then everybody recostumed for the, later in the day because the extras couldn't leave baz wouldn't let them leave they stayed from morning till night they are the unheralded heroes of elvis they they were if you if you look at the the faces on extra number 47 you know in the in the morning <laughs> shot of one 1952 scene, they're there again in 1970 at the stadium show or at the <laughs> Vegas show. How long did he live? I think he was dead by well well dead by then. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting some dates and numbers wrong here, but th- that won't be the first time. Elvis is winning. Yeah,
0: I I thought that episode with jazz was really like insightful and fascinating. And God damn it, Elvis like. Yeah. I, I, at the end of the show, we'll tally it up for me, but I, I've got Elvis having a really good night. And look, I think it deserves to win. From from what I heard on that episode, like, that's crazy. So yeah, for me, Elvis. And um, yeah, it's it's just a shade of odds on. So it's it's a reasonable price. So yeah, I would,
1: I would back Elvis here. I think it's a decent price and I think it'll win. All three of us going Elvis there as well. We enter the last category of the original 20 before we finish up with the shorts, makeup and hair. The whale is the favorite right now. You can find it at even odds all the way out to plus 160. Elvis, oh, I'm sorry, Elvis is currently the favorite. Is that true? Minus 180, minus 225? I wrote it. I should know. But yeah, apparently that's true. <laughs> yeah, Elvis is favorite again in that wow. category. Okay, so those two have flopped. The whale was the favorite a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Elvis was plus 250, but it's now the... Uh, decent favorite minus 180 to minus 225 batman in third uh 16 to 1 to 25 to 1 black panther 25 to 1 plus all quiet 33 to 1 plus but there is a lone book in the uk you can find 18 to 1 uh for all quiet on the western fronts makeup and hair i i think this could go a long way i mean if the whale doesn't win here dave your night's over for fraser right Hmm. well this is
0: the problem yeah um like believe it or not have, have a guess who i've picked here (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, I could I could see you laughing at me. No, it's Elvis. Um and I'm looking at the markets here in the UK and and it's and it's becoming a stronger and stronger favorite. Like to put it into perspective, 70% of the bets in this market are on Elvis. Wow. And I think actually the, from looking at most of the books tonight, that is probably the most percentage of money I've seen. Um so yeah, th- th- this is why my Fraser bet is in—I think—serious bother because Elvis is just winning everywhere, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, the whale is now as big as two to one. Like, wow, it's—I can see it now. Like, it, when do, the, the odds are different to when we noted them down. Um, everything. I, mean, I just drifting. wrote these last
1: night, so that's that's pretty. That's pretty. Yeah, up to the yeah, minute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and look, let me just say, if you do, if you are listening to this now, and you do fancy Elvis for this category, um, makeup and hair, I would, I would get on at that sort of minus two hundred because it's going to go shorter, and I think it will win. Um, so Fraser will have to, and I, I don't have the stats in front of me. You guys will know he'll have to just be literally the whale will have to take only actor. So it's a tall mountain. <laughs> Yeah, that this is why the bets in trouble. So, if you fan by the way, just to say quickly, if you fancy Austin Butler, get your money on because I think 5 to 4 is a very nice price.
1: I agree but with yeah, that. But yeah, Elvis will hardly. win this category. Uh I think I'm going Elvis as well. That hair was was outstanding, as much as we've poked fun at uh Job of the Hanks over the year here, Mike. <laughs> I'm going with
2: Elvis and look, if if you've listened to us this long in this episode, you either really like us or you Really like making money, so this is this is this is a treat. I, but, but go back to li- and listen to our jazz a episode. She made the argument. I'm gonna go with her, so you can listen to us some more on this. Elvis, there you go. Uh, we have the shorts, Michael. This is uh this is your Stop area. It. I suck of at these late, later expertise. I suck at these. Even last year when I was good, I went one for three. I was twenty one for twenty three last year and i sucked at the shorts so stop it uh look i I stopped being good at the shorts with heaven is a freeway on the
1: 405 or whatever the
2: titles don't help you that much this year it's hard i know i looked (laughs) animated short the boy the mole the fox and the horse is the favorite at minus 300 is going to be the original name of this podcast the flying sailor which just won sundance by the way (laughs) six to one my year of dicks 13 to 2, ice merchants 10 to 1, <coughs> an ostrich told me the world is fake and i, I believed it 12 to 1. Oh. Number 1, or first of all, i shouldn't be redundant when i speak. Go watch this category. These 5 shorts are really fun. Animated shorts, all all 15 shorts are pretty darn good this year. I really did not dislike a short that much. Mm. So, i'm going to say if you watch the category, my year of dicks is easily the best film of the bunch it's on hulu right now watch it and if you did not said the titles don't help if you did not watch the category my year of dicks is the coolest title and you should pick it however pearl clutchers i mean the the (laughs) obvious devil's advocacy advocacy pearl clutchers may not want to pick my year of dicks but screw that Dave, how much money do you think it would take to shift the lines in, in these short
1: categories?
0: Not not a huge amount. I mean, this... Like, a few weeks ago, the lines would move a lot more. As more money comes down, um, it's sort of... It's, it's hard to explain, but early doors, not a huge amount. Um, now it would need a little bit more. Um, th- this, is, this is... Let me just say, I watched... Uh, the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse on Christmas Day with my family. It was on the BBC. There was, it was pushed hard, by the way, by the British media. It was like, watch this, watch this. A lot of families in the UK gathered around their TVs mm. and watched this film, and I thought it was absolutely incredible. Like mm. this struck me to my core. Um, it was, it was, it was just beautiful. Um, and the strange thing was, is I said to my uh, I said to my mum, my dad and my brother, um, so this is Christmas, so there wasn't betting on this category. I didn't hadn't done much research on it. I was like, that's Oscar worthy. Um, so when the markets came out um, and I saw that it was the favourite, um, that's my pick. Um, I didn't know a lot about this category. And about two or three weeks ago, uh, I was on my lunch break at work. Uh, I work in an office, by the way. I was googling my year of dicks um just to <laughs> just to do a little bit of research and I got some strange looks um <laughs> but I can confirm the boy the mole the fox and the horse is a beautiful animated short um I think it will win and it deserves to win I haven't seen all of them but I thought this was really really tremendous and by the way I would not believe you if you told me these were the nominees Like if I was living in a vacuum and you came up to me and I hadn't seen any other human for a year and you said, oh, by the way, the animated short nominees are, I would think I had officially lost my mind. What a strange category. (laughs)
1: <laughs> ostrich told me the world is fake And I believe it is a great title I want to pick it uh, You make a good case I wonder if, if my year of dicks Because of the BBC getting behind it like that or, I'm sorry the the, the the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse Because of the BBC getting it, getting behind it like that I wonder if that's why it's the, the favorite in this category to You know why it's the favorite? I, mean, I wonder
2: Why? Because I went to a movie theater And there was one old lady there And the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse is playing And she just kept going oh, oh. <laughs> oh that's so lovely her and david long the apparently, were, two sides of the, the bookies
0: world. were just standing in the corner with a notepad like there's a woman yeah. making a, a noise like let's make it favorite beautiful um, lovely but yeah i th- no, i think Mike one's on to, i mean it won bafta
2: remember as well yeah. I, I agree um, with it and... being the favorite i just I, it, it's such a wonky story I, I i love the sentiments of it and david i can't be with you on this movie i just just did not enjoy watching that film i just don't know what it is my year of dicks is the best in my opinion it is a great story and it's truth personified for many young women in the world is that does that mean it probably won't win probably unfortunately my cynical brain tells me no the flying sailor wow. ice merchants the an ostrich they all got their charms the boy the molden and fox and horse beautiful animation david beautiful sentiments beautiful gorgeous how what is wrong with me as a person i have i was gonna say you're dead inside i'm dead i'm dead inside i am like spent too much time with i am me. only pretending considering i am
0: just a shell of a man <laughs> no, i'm serious like we've, we've been recording so long now it's all coming out no <laughs> this film really <laughs> this film really moved me the bbc pushed it there was a lot of stuff about it mm-hmm. um I, I, I thought it was tremendous. For, by the way, far far too heavy for children. Right. Um, children will love it for the animation, but the sentiment behind it, it's really like heavy and Mike. beautiful. I really recommend it. I do think it will win, though. Mike, how many children
2: um, are in the Academy? <laughs> <laughs> the TikTok branch, maybe. I, I, I think you're fine. <laughs> fair point, uh, fair point. My guess is you're right. I just don't want to pick it. I'm sorry. I have a bias. I, and Mike, you're going I, to hell I'm, with me. Yeah, I know my
1: year of dicks is uh, being pushed at least by Amazon right now currently. I would I know or where to Hulu, find that Hulu, Hulu. one. The other ones I wouldn't know where to find. Oh, is it Hulu? No, I thought it was. Maybe it's... It's Hulu. I use just Prime look. to access yeah, Hulu. just listen to me. It's Hulu. I, I, you don't listen wait, to me. Wait, Sometimes you
2: point? just don't listen
0: to me. <laughs> <laughs> just very briefly, one reason why the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse may be vulnerable as a short price favorite. It was pushed very hard by the BBC. It was talked about a lot by the British public. It won BAFTA. Maybe that won't correlate in the states. So, yeah, it's a short price favorite, but it's it could be vulnerable for the reasons that both the mics have outlined.
1: Um, I defy any podcast to go longer on animated short than we just did. By the way, <laughs> oh, we can go longer. I'd rather we not.
2: (laughs) This is the best debate of the episode, by the way.
1: Live action short. An Irish goodbye is now 6 to 5 odds, plus 125. Le Pupil is plus 200. The red suitcase sits at
2: plus 550. Evil 1600. And Night Ride is plus 1400. Can I just say, great category. Le Pupil is my least favorite of the five, and yet it's still a very cute Italian movie that's on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. An Irish Goodbye is by far my favorite. A great brothers movie. Again, I am biased here. I cannot help it. I loved An Irish Goodbye the most. I'm picking it. I don't care. I want it to win. It should win.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with also Mike here. I heard a lot about this. Um, The BBC are talking about it a lot. There's been stuff on news and articles in in papers and on... um, Internet and stuff, and it's out soon on the BBC. I couldn't find where to watch it, but it is coming out. I think actually the Saturday before the Oscars, um, literally the day before the BBC showing it. Um, so I'm going with with uh, with also Mike there. Best price six to five, fifty dollars on. You win sixty dollars, a hundred and ten back, and then you can thank also Mike for his superb tipping ability. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I'm also going Irish goodbye just because I like the title, and that's how I play these short categories. <laughs> well, <laughs> Doc yeah. Short is the last one we will do here. The last category to cover The Elephant Whisperers is now 4 to 6, minus 150 odds. How do you measure a year is plus 2,200. The Martha Mitchell effect out to 1,600. Uh, how hall out excuse me is plus 450 stranger at the gate sits at plus 400 so those odds got a little jumble stranger at the gate is now the second odds hall out is the third odds uh, martha mitchell sits at
2: third how do you measure a year is in the rear bringing up the rear here. So, so, so i've only seen four of the five i did not see how do you measure a year uh, otherwise i love the four other films and and stranger at the gate in my opinion is the best it's like a journalistic endeavor It's really intense, but it's also a storytelling magic trick where you think it's going one way and it does throw you for a loop. I'm a really big fan of Stranger at the Gate. I think if the Academy watches this, they're going to go with Stranger at the Gate. I don't know... If they're watching it, didn't I read something where they have to watch all four five films on the service to be able to vote in the category? Gosh, darn it. I don't know if I oh. misheard that somewhere. We probably should know this. We're an Oscars category or Oscars. That podcast. triggered something in my head.
1: Malala you right.
2: Malala Youssef Zai is a an executive producer of Stranger at the Gate. If she campaigned at all and if there's not another movie about the 405 in this category, I think <laughs> that's my hey, that's my guess. That's my hunch. That's what I'm picking for that reason. Stranger at the gate. You're going to hell with, with me, like you a and I. Yeah. Yep. No stop signs. No speed limits, David. Um. Yeah. To be
0: fair, I'm. I'm just gonna go with the favorite here. I'm just gonna play it safe. I've thrown a few curveballs around. Um. But you know, if you're listening, in also Mike, we trust. Trust him, and he will win you money. No. Um.
2: But yeah, and That's no. a guarantee. Our, yeah, oh, it's a guarantee. Our picks guarantee. We, uh, This episode, guys, have never differed this much. I feel hollow. I have no <laughs> confidence in myself as a person. I think my penis has gone inside my body. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's happening. I have, I have never felt this <laughs> Oh wow. This strange. Well, I, oh boy, that is It's a, it's, a, it's past, a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. I whatever I I just don't have any confidence whatsoever. <laughs>
0: Has this podcast just turned into like a therapy session for us three? Should we just talk about stuff?
1: I'm going to change all <laughs> my boy, picks. The the mole, the fox, and the horse. Mike, we have to do an wow.
2: Oscars morning show now because I'm going to change all my picks.
1: <laughs> you yeah. really went for it there at the end, man. <laughs> <laughs> David, finish your thoughts, sorry. please. I'm sorry for that interruption. <laughs> no, just uh, I, I
0: think I think we're coming into land now. I, no, I, no, in all seriousness, I do just want to say... um. It has been an honour to to come on the show. Um, You know, every every, every time you have a guest, you big them up, rightly so, because the guests you've had are tremendous. But you guys do deserve some love yourself. You know, I love listening to the podcast all year round. Award season without the stuffiness. So, and and it's been great to talk the betting odds. We'll probably lose money, but, you know, oh, well always next year gentlemen um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, me and Craig uh, at is it worth it I hoping to get back in the saddle soon he got married in October he's just got a new he's more got a mortgage on a new house congratulations Craig a uh, big mm-hmm. shout out to him follow me for nonsense and gambling odds uh, on Twitter at one David long follow our podcast at film is worth it um, I've done two seasons of Road to the Oscars uh, where I've had a number of great guests, including the two Mikes. Eric Webber finished it off with us, uh, with myself last year. Road to the Oscars will be back next year. Um, That's great. Yeah. And finally to say, I, th- I think Elvis will have a good night, um, which is bloody devastating for my Brendan Fraser <laughs> bet. But if you're listening, when Brendan Fraser wins, just imagine me. Just, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. Just... <laughs> joy i imagine something i haven't felt something i haven't felt in years
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a good ending for the the tone of this podcast rooting for you david likewise buddy we cannot thank you enough truly one of our favorite episodes to recording you you kept us in stitches the whole time even though we did go way way too long but that's all right i'll have this episode out sometime probably after oscar sunday at this point (laughs) knowing how long it'll take (laughs) to
2: edit Yeah, guys, Mike, what? What? How do we end, Mike? How do we? I end? don't know. I, th- I saw Creed three. I'll give it a better review next time. We're gonna see Scream six. So is Oscars yes. morning show gonna just be us changing these picks, just in a in a in a mad rush to somehow yeah, it's, get a respectable? <laughs> it's gonna just be us speaking just
1: names of titles and of numbers movies that are our new picks. right and numbers, and then giving a talking
2: about scream six <laughs> mm. with no transition. Anyway, Creed three is good, by the way, too. Go go see it. Uh, I'll probably have seen the Quiet Girl, perhaps too. I don't, I don't know when the hell are we recording next. We don't know. Nah, I don't know. We don't. We don't have any time, <laughs> do we? We got a
1: crazy week. I mean, it's it's Tuesday, and I I can't wait for this week. To well, here's be what's
2: fun. We we <laughs> I got a couple of guest spots. You're going to come on with yes. with me for for one of those, and at uh, least one of them. That'll yeah. be fun. Uh, you'll learn my government yeah. name. And that will be Sunday morning as That's well. That's right. So we'll have some fun with those. So we'll go on some other people's pods and on radio. We're going on radio. Oh, wow. it's a bad idea, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> live.
0: We're live on the radio. What the hell are we going gonna- to – I I was on the radio last year uh, talking about the Oscars, and they said to me live, um, do you mind doing an Oscars quiz? And I was like, sure. And it was I was under so much pressure – I got three
1: out of five. So it may be the same show. Look.
0: Well, this was a BBC
1: radio. Oh, because these guys, so this, this one we're talking to is talking about doing like uh, movie quizzes or something with us. And like, right, I yeah, suck we'll at it. trivia. Yeah. I always trivia. suck with this trivia. Yeah. But here's the
0: thing: and do you know what? When you're live on air, it's like everyone's listening. I'll just hang everywhere up. all at once. <laughs> um, but think of me on Monday morning, shaking and screaming. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Brendan. Bring it home. You can do it. But, Guys, but, as a, oh, Go yeah. ahead,
2: Mike. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, don't ask me to give any words of wisdom right now. I... I, I... I've We've given plenty apart. of words. I've fallen apart. Words of wisdom. Pray for me. Yes, pray, pray for, David. for pray.
1: David. Pray for David. <laughs> Celebrate the Brendan Fraser win in, in honor of David. Uh, guys, as always, want to hear from you. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you appreciate what we do, uh, listening to us on either the Spotify or Apple podcast, leaving us a five-star review. Those help us out a lot. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, we are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com, dot com, and on Reddit. Uh, as always, when reality sucks, you can come predict the Oscars for better or for worse with us and our friends. David, thank you once again, buddy. Always a pleasure to have you on. Really appreciate
0: it, guys. Thank you so much.
1: We will see you all very soon. See ya.